Hey everybody, welcome to the final retrospective. I hope you enjoyed our Halloween retrospector. Listen, listeners, he really wanted to put that into the last episode, and I begged him not to because we're both tired, and I thought it'd be easier. So he slid it into this one, and I couldn't help it, and I'm sorry. But look, if we just let him do it and pretend like he's fine, it's just like Uncle Jay when we, you know, when he's, you know, doing that thing at dinner time, and we just like put him in the corner, and we're like, "Look, it's fine. Just don't, don't make eye contact." <laughs> so wait, what? <laughs> Brandon, this is the final. This is the final retrospective. Ooh, damn it, Stan! Final one. Well, then fresh episodes. So, what have you decided to? What have you decided to pick as your Ooh, final? As our tasty, issue? delectable, uh, succulent morsel for the final round of our tastings today. As everybody can probably guess, we will be dining on. Issue 37, that's right, June 1992, Lemmings Part 1 and 2. Not a taste test, you suckers. Y'all thought we were going to do two taste tests, but I ain't that vain. <laughs> well, I, I am pretty vain, though, because it's still an episode with me in it, so you still get to love that. Um, and it's great, because I'm sitting here in my house coat in my friend's house, and it's a real, like, nice house, and I'm sitting here feeling like if I was sitting in a library with, like, a cigar and some brandy, I could be like, hello, and listen to me talk about me. So, Brandon, what made you choose this episode out of all the episodes you've been on? Well, Mike, uh, the reason why I picked this one is because uh, it was one of my favorite, uh, you know, like, issues of the magazine to record, because it actually took me a little while. Uh, we said it, we mentioned it a few times in the episode, but I was struggling to get the actual uh, scan for some fucked up reason, and eventually, like, Muskoka Internet and everything else uh, finally finally got working and I caught up like mid uh, uh, what's it called mid episode I just had a small stroke there mid issue yes and uh, was able to get on board with you guys so that was great and then made some pretty sweet little uh, observations that you guys really liked so that was sick too but uh, those are the reasons why I liked making this episode <laughs> By Brandon Boswell. Well, we hope you enjoy this. Ep- we hope you enjoy re-listening to this episode as much as we liked re-talking about it. See you at the end. Oh boy, did we love re-talking about it! <laughs> see, <laughs> Thanks. see you at the end. Bye. Bye. Hey everybody, welcome to the Playing With Power podcast, the issue-by-issue retrospective about Nintendo Power magazine. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always are my co-host, Mike. Hello. And John. Howdy. And we have a live listener here tonight, a.k.a. a guest. We have Brandon, also the co-host of The Taste Test with Mike. Welcome, Brandon. Hey, friends. Returning guest. Returning guest, Brandon. True. (laughs) Friend of the podcast. Yeah, friend of the yeah. podcast, returning guest. Yeah. Friends, secret lover, you know, whatever, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Power bottom. Cohorts, All right. cohorts and shenanigans, as I like to call it. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, So instead of the usual three idiots going through an issue, we now have four idiots going through the issue. Oh, God, they're multiplying. <laughs> they're like rabbits. 
Or They're like many. raccoons in a garage. <laughs> so we're on volume 37 from June of 1992 with Lemmings on the cover. So we've got oh an illustration of uh, Lemmings on the front. Yep. This is a guy with a yeah. with a <laughs> with now, a, an umbrella floating down. Do the Lemmings have like individual names or no. is it just like I think his name is Robert species. Paulson? His name is mm-hmm. their names are their jobs. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Looks so you get so umbrella how guy, would you, you get how would you guy. describe uh, Lemming to someone who doesn't know what Lemmings is? They look kind of like ants, like animated ants would be like how yeah, like Doctor like, Seuss. Like, like, it always made me think of uh, it always made me think of that scene from um, Beetlejuice when the the two parents are dead and they adjust their faces accordingly. And the father picks that like, long, pointy face with the eyeballs and everything. They look like that, but with like a little blue trench coat, so you can't see how. Mm. Fucked Actually, up I, I like I like Mike's like Doctor Seuss and yes. and. Uh, if Doctor Seuss did Fraggle Rock. Yeah, Fraggle Rock. That that oh yeah, perfect. I can see that. But Brandon, Brandon did. He nailed it with the Beetlejuice face. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. their weird little triangle heads always kind of spooked me, and I didn't mind letting them die. <laughs> it's kind of a design flaw of the game. If you want me to keep these things alive, make them cute and adorable. Don't make them yeah, like. Make them like right. They've got like that so weird like so... soulless stare to them. <laughs> so we Maybe have that, one lemming. Yeah. Like, the world's a better place with them dead. Yeah, we have one lemming with like he's like dominating the right side of the the page. He's floating down with an umbrella. Mm-hmm. There's another like lemming floating down to a bridge, and there's like a bunch of other lemmings like walking across the bridge with like yeah. a waterfall behind them. And yeah. Sort of clouds and and sky. This is know. a really bad lemming placement, though, because the lemming is blocking the bridge, so all the other ones walking to him are not going to be walking away. Apparently, yeah, Mike doesn't understand around. perspective. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then just to add insult to injury, now they have a builder who's probably going to build a brick wall. <laughs> so you know, if anyone did get past the blocker, now they're mm-hmm. going to hit a wall. This whole thing is flawed. Anyway. Well, yeah. we'll get into the game a little bit more um, once we get and to the to article. Think it got the ofi- and to think this cover got the official Nintendo seal of quality. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it boy. did. Is there oh, any... Uh, it is the middle of... Sorry, I was, know, it was probably say, made uh, by Lemmings. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a little Sorry, harsh. Sorry, Brandon. They, they worked their hardest. <laughs> maybe What's a few of them died. Brandon? Maybe a few of them died on the floor, and who cares? Mm. Whatever. We got a magazine out of it. Uh, Thanks, I was going to say... Uh, for the viewers who, uh, uh, for the listeners at home, I'm going into this blind for the first part uh, until my laptop decides to catch up with the rest of us. And uh, so mm. to that note, I'm curious, is there any interesting like uh, art stylings in this or is it just plain, you know, straight cartoon style or is it like claymation or anything wonky or? It's hand, it's like hand-drawn cell kind of look to it. It's uh, illustration, yeah. it's decent quality, it's got yeah. shading and stuff. It's just an illustration. No. Uh, is there any no uh, color, comments. color palette swaps or any like you know we didn't care that Mario was no. supposed to be this color. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no the only thing flaws. that's kind of interesting. The only thing that's interesting is it's just like a, it's a pleasing color palette. Like yeah. it's not like jarring or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah, they smartened up and they actually got their colors right. For one once, thing, I didn't mention didn't go for the shock value in the cover. They went for like a <laughs> no. you know nice lure the moms in at the cash register kind of feel. Yeah, they, it's no, a it's, pretty, it's, pretty. It's a pretty forgettable cover, and then uh, there is a there's a star with a Krusty's Funhouse that is going to be featured as well. That's the only other thing on the. Uh, well, I don't know if we the mentioned cover. the subtitle for Lemmings. It says "Over the Edge Excitement." 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So. so, if you guys uh, aren't familiar with why Lemmings have the reputation for going off cliffs, it's because Disney made a documentary about them in the fifties. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, and they scared them over a cliff, and like it became public knowledge that yeah. lemmings run over cliffs when they, they don't. Push the fucking lemmings <laughs> over a cliff. Yeah, this is what I was always under the yeah. understanding that lemmings were like so stupid in packs. No, like, like the little prairie no, dog animals, I mean, right? They are, but like yeah, they even won't just dogs. run over. They won't run over a cliff, so like they set off an explosion or something behind them to like scare them. I think like they waited until the there was a herd of them, and then they just like pushed them with boards or something, and they huh. just filmed the lemmings going over the edge, and they're being like, "Who knows why they do this?" <laughs> That's the, amazing. The guy, me, the, the guy filming me is just like, maybe it's because you're fucking killing them all. <laughs> I can just imagine like four fat cat like 1950s style guys with their suits and their suspenders and their big cigars like how are we going to make this film interesting and then the one guy's like I don't know man they just keep popping in and out of the holes they're just basically prairie dogs what are we supposed to do about this and the other cigar guy's like well round them up and we'll herd them off the cliff <laughs> just <laughs> pretty mass, much went a little mass slaughter never hurt anybody and it always lined somebody's pockets <laughs> you know you know disney was already down with the mass slaughter because he was an anti-semite so there we go oh yeah <laughs> no they, they, this right. guy, they probably just they probably put little yarmulkes on the lemmings and he just signed oh. off on it right away <laughs> fucking a all right okay what's so, on the inside cover <laughs> interesting fact about uh <laughs> and you can hear them going up the cliff going <laughs> all right, Ben. All right. Let's get to the interesting, the uh, inside cover here. We got a lot of issues to get through. So we have an advertisement for renewing or getting your subscription for Nintendo Power. And it says, get mm-hmm. more power. And it's, this is the uh, Samus one where she's pointing her gun at you. It has the weird pose. Yeah, this was, this was last month as well. Yeah. So there's nothing new here. Just uh, they're, they're make, making the point that you're better off renewing through them than buying through the, the newsstand. Or dying yeah, at the shot of uh, Samus. <laughs> And, then, and uh, they are throwing yeah. in uh, your choice of, Renew at uh, of players' guides here. Yeah. So that, I mean, mm-hmm. there you go. That's interesting, I guess. So, I, I like that her, her cannon actually has <clears throat> rifling in it. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so the next right. next page, we've got the uh, odd uh, advertisement <laughs> for Father's Day we've seen before. And it has the giant bold letters, punish your father when he gets home. Yep. Which doesn't make so any sense. That continues ah, because whatever. you're giving him a Game Boy for Father's Day. Yeah. Yeah, you'll see it, Brandon. It's super weird. It's yeah. just like just an odd ad. So, but once you uh, once you hear the last con- uh, last uh, episode, you'll be you'll be all caught up. Yeah, we talked <laughs> about it for a while already. So, so we've got um, ta- yeah. table of contents up next, and the only thing really of note is the illustration. On the bottom, from our favorite uh, Dick Nose drawer, <laughs> and it's got what appears to be his version of Nestor, um, wearing a Captain N sweater, and uh, wears Waldo um, um, sweatshirt underneath that, with jeans, and he's playing a Game Boy with his feet while wearing shoes on, and then there's an angry dog <laughs> between his legs looking at you, like 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 a radical dog or something. I don't know. He's got kind of a DreamWorks face going on. Yeah. <laughs> so. And, and this Lemmings game, oh my god, I thought Lemmings, this was Lemmings for the Super Nintendo, which looks good. The screenshot shows that it's Lemmings for the NES oh, and yeah. 
It's everyone's yeah, favorite this color. Is not this, orange. Mm-hmm. This is not the Super Nintendo, uh, so yep. this is the NES version that's getting the cover. Um, with, with orange letters on an orange note. Shocking. Fun. All right. On <clears> to <throat> the player's pulse. So they have a, a collection here of, of uh, emails or just a big call out for a specific email. Oh, not email. Uh, a snail mail letter. The big power debate. And it basically is saying there's a big debate over the format of Nintendo Power. And they've received hundreds of letters from readers who have submitted their opinions about the changes which were made. And they range from totally bogus to totally cool. And a majority of the people who responded to the changes were in favor of them. If you'd like a visual representation, then they show it later in the uh, in the issue. And then they have a number of letters from people that are saying they liked it or didn't like it. So. Well, uh, yeah, I can read one that I agree with. You can read now? <laughs> <laughs> and the knife goes deeper into the back. Mm. <laughs> Master right, Higgins would be off. so proud. <laughs> okay, so it says, I love your new comics. The Super Mario Brothers are good, but I like The Legend of Zelda the best. You have a great magazine. Keep up the good work. And gotta admit, anyone who likes the uh, Nintendo comics in this issue, in this series, is on the money. <laughs> what about you guys? Well, they didn't really uh, put any uh, negative ones. Um, and then they're basically saying... Uh, even, oh. even, even from a guy named Mike Sass, they didn't have a negative one. Yeah, so they, I don't here... Know. Um, well, <laughs> finally, here's one that we've been saying. This guy, Mike Vess from Baltimore, says, What's the point of George and Rob? <laughs> I don't care about two guys' <laughs> opinions on games. Why not use the pages for more games tips? <laughs> Why would anybody listen to a podcast about Nintendo Power? <laughs> oh my god, they actually mentioned the Genesis. They mentioned the enemy by name. They did. I plan on buying a Super NES or a Genesis. If you cut out the comics, oh, fuck, oh, fuck you, Vess. <laughs> if you cut out the comics and put in reviews on games with the Super NES, I might decide to buy a Super NES. You know what? Fuck you. I'll buy your Super NES and your games, and you can just go not read these mm-hmm. amazing comics. Yeah. Wow, that's what we just we wanted. We wanted yeah. Mike Spite thrown into this. Yeah, he even <laughs> says this, 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 is some, this is some Mike on Mike violence right here. Yeah, he says you have been ruining the quality of your product. Why do you have comics in a game magazine? If I wanted to read <laughs> comics, I would buy a comic book. Uh, oh my God, there's three guys in here named Mike. Mike says, yeah, Mike, yeah. Mike Kelly. Mike mm. Kelly's negative too. He says I've been subscribing for two years. I say the disappointment with the changes, like the comics, and having. Half the magazine being Super Nintendo. Why don't you make a whole different magazine for Super Nintendo? You could make more money, <laughs> and I won't be paying for Super NES tips or ten comics per issue. Please do something. Oh my god! <laughs> Apparently, mics in the world are just full of like spite. Spite yes. is my guess. <laughs> oh my god! At least the first mic is on the right track. Saying your mag is the best. Why'd you start to have comics? They're a great idea. My compliment to the artists. Keep up the good work. And Amit Jane of Arte- Artesia, California says, <laughs> you need to bring Howard back for the Howard and Mr. Comics. <laughs> Amit, you're my soul animal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 think, I think he's deeply upset <laughs> by the fact that Nestor is sometimes competent. Hmm. 
Possibly. And we'll see. So the next the next page is just the, they are doing a good job of this, like every month showing the winners of the mm-hmm. contest. So this guy won the All Star contest. It was Jeremy Welch? You got to hang uh, out with the <laughs> the Charlotte Hornet. <laughs> and uh, so yeah. Anyway. Yep. Not too much interesting there. And that's there. about it. All right. And speaking of not very interesting, we're on to Lemmings, and the a, NES game. A trip to Orlando wouldn't be complete if you didn't visit Disney World. And here we see all the splendor of Disney World in friggin' rocks with writing on them. Yeah, he's exiting some yep. ride, it looks like. Anyways, mm-hmm. Lemmings, the game for Nintendo. So I'm pretty sure that's Thunder Mountain Railroad, by the way. Hmm. So, anyway. All right, So, anything Lemmings. interesting in the editor's corner? Lemmings. Lemmings, the NES game. <laughs> so a bit not, of not, uh, not the not the Disney genocide. I've got some trivia for you on uh, Lemmings. So who did the take us away? Ben. I'll give you. Well, I'll, I'll pose this a question to see if you guys can guess. So if you could guess without Stalin. without uh, looking it up, what do you think um, this development shop was renamed to, and what video game series is it most known for? Well, Psychosis is mentioned here. Uh, I've heard that name before. Not the port. Okay. Not the port. This is a port so wait, of a what's PC the game. Psychosis did a PC. Psychosis did an NES port of a PC game. Yes. Hmm. And it's not Lemmings. So we're asking what they made next. Is what you're asking? I don't care us? about Psychosis. I'm saying who did Lemmings to begin with? Who developed Lemmings to begin with? What is their oh, name was now? It rare? And what are they most known for? Hmm. No. So the developer is known as DMA Design, which later renamed itself to Rockstar North, and is most known for the Grand Theft Auto series. Son of a bitch! Wow. No wonder I was so attached to them as kids, as a kid. Look at Ben going on the deep dive. (laughs) All right. Well, I mean, I saw like DMA Design somewhere, and I'm like, I've seen that before. Well, because yeah, when they take, came out, take the, that guy that gave us a bad review. When they, ben went balls deep on that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> when they came out with the the original Grand Theft Auto, it was still under DMA Design. It wasn't until uh, like a year later they changed their name. I think. Hmm. I remember fun, like well, not fun, but kind of interesting fact about Grand Theft Auto Three. You can actually switch it back to the visual look of the first two games if you like. I think if you hit the two, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoulder buttons or whatever because they weren't sure that people would embrace the 3D view but like I don't think I mean I think I turned it on and I was like oh okay I'm going to go back to playing the game the way they designed it to be oh that's cool turn it back (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's like Monkey Island with the uh, oh you can make this look like the DOS version or I can go with the nice animation (laughs) or I can go with the regular (laughs) version or like the Halo uh, special edition where you can flip back and forth between Super shitty geo isometric shapes and then regular <laughs> aliens. Right. It's amazing. And like when you push so, a button, it takes like a whole 40 seconds for it to recalibrate, and you're like, God, I love being pulled out of the action. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing so better than me, waiting for Master Chief to devolve into an alien <laughs> spaceman. Lemmings on the on the NES. Um I I didn't play it. I went and watched a bunch of videos because that's what I've been doing lately, I guess. Um it, it it's just a PC port, and the problem is like you have to control mm-hmm. what would be a mouse with a D pad, and it's just yeah. I, I, you just play this game on the PC, you'll have a much better time. Yeah. <laughs> but I played this. Oh, I wait, guess the Super NES. I played this. Yeah, I played the Super NES NES version. I played this one. 
I've played the Super NES, uh, which I'm assuming will be coverage at a later point because I think it was released a little bit after this. But so I, I mean, just uh, what do you want to say? No, just ben, the point of the the game. In case anyone doesn't know what Lemmings is, it's a sort of a long running series where you basically start off with these with these guys that are walking from one side of the level to the other, and you have to pave a way for them to get to the other side of the uh, to the to the end of the level, and you have to right. do it while uh, killing as few of them as possible. So right. they all have different jobs that they can use to get through. And once you, I think, once you assign them a job, do they just, that's it? They can't change back or? I think that's the case. I've, I haven't played this game in 25 years, so. Yeah. But, um, um, sorry, Brandon. Uh, so I was cutting you off, but uh, I was going to say, the, when I did play the game, I played it on the Sega Genesis. Everybody make a cross sign at the same time. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you can definitely switch the guys. Cause I, uh, okay. I thought that I had, I thought that I had like found a glitch in the game where I would just let my first guy run and just quickly switch him out for whatever tool he needed. And basically I'd end up saving like 99% of my guys every time. <laughs> so it's funny. as long as you okay. time the jobs, right. Uh, there's like a small buffer, I think where right. if, uh, if you click it at a certain point in time, it won't change. And I think might've led to some confusion. Yeah. And it, so basically, yeah, the whole point is it's a puzzle game. So you're mm -hmm. using the different abilities to try to get the lemmings across the level with, like, like Ben said, without them dying. So, and that it, it's not it's not exactly tricky. It's not a mm -hmm. like really tough game to figure out. It's just you know. Yeah, and you get to you know on certain levels you'll be given a certain number of um, the skills you can spend. So it's not unlimited. Uh huh. Um, on on certain levels than others. So you got a climber, a guy who climbs. You got a floater. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a floater for you. Um, it's just a Everything guy with an umbrella down here. <laughs> <laughs> you have a blocker who blocks other lemmings from like falling off a cliff, for instance. You have a bomber. You got a builder, a basher, a digger, and a miner. So it's all different ways. Well, of I'm a digger. <laughs> plowing through a basher. stuff. But between the so jobs that you've listed... So between Basher and Miner, like... Miner goes down in a diagonal direction. Like yeah. Basher goes straight through. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I think Miner can only do, like, soft dirt or whatever, and then the Basher can do the stone and stuff. Mm. Also, between the different job categories that you listed, there's literally, like, uh, Ocean's Eleven team for, like, every homicide ever. <laughs> <laughs> for every yeah. dude, there's a job. Like you could literally slot these guys in as suspects for every murder that's unsolved, and they would always <laughs> be suspects. So there you go, FBI. If you're looking for your your guys, go after some of the lemmings. Go after some of the lemmings. <laughs> Pull a trigger, kill a digger. He's a hero. <laughs> so hey, we don't uh, coverage. We don't allow miners in here. <laughs> so <laughs> coverage wise, they do give you breakdowns of, of like sort of the characteristics of some levels and like what you start with so you can sort of get your strategy going like before you They skip around doing like I don't know how many levels there are in the game but they're just sort of jumping around level 13, yeah. 19, 21, 22 then they jump to 25, 5, 7, 20 yeah. These yeah, different It's all days. over the place I don't, I don't understand why they did it this way but yeah, I guess it's a little bit helpful but I don't think they could be you know, comprehensive kind of a, yeah it's kind of a game you just have to play to. Oh, understand. I see. There's four different, uh, four levels of difficulty. There's fun, tricky, t 
taxing and mayhem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I remember always playing on tricky. Why don't they just call it like easy, medium, hard, and like? like I know before I or something. No, when I was like a kid and I saw taxing, I'm just like, now I gotta run accounting. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> I'm less into this all of a sudden. <laughs> He's right. like he's like Trump. He doesn't pay taxes, so. <laughs> All right. E evading my social responsibility and becoming a burden on the middle class makes me smart. <laughs> uh, on that note, right. let's move on to our next game, Dragon speaking Strike. Speaking of being a speaking of being a board a burden on society, <laughs> Dragon <laughs> Strike. So this is actually it's the full title is Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Dragon Strike. By the way, mm. <laughs> they just didn't put it in the title here. Dude, I don't um, remember Dungeons and Dragons where you can be the freaking dragon. Yeah, so it's not a Dungeons and Dragons game though, really. I mean, I don't I've never really done too much Dungeons and Dragons, but most of the Dungeons and Dragons I'm aware of doesn't involve flying around maps and like shooting stuff uh, with a flying dragon. Well, if so they, like if they did, now you know why <clears throat> kids were committing all those murders and suicides back in the eighties. <laughs> but did he did any of you do any research on this one? Uh, I looked at it. It sounds sick. I kind of want to look it, look it up now. It looks looks really cool. the artwork's really awesome. Like uh, on the okay, sorry, Mike. Uh, this, this listening experience with Brandon is really hilarious. So you'll control one of three kinds of good dragons in missions to free the captive land of Ancelon. Master the skills of flying high and low around mountains and between canyon walls. You'll face an onslaught of archers, cannons, and other enemies. Two players can play alternating battles and password codes lets you save your progress through 14 missions. So it's a adventure game-ish that kind of plays like a, a, a jet fighter game. Yeah, so right. it's You'd think it would be like, you know, it's Dungeons and Dragons. you think it'd be an RPG or something. But no, it's just you're flying around maps, shooting other dragons with mm. your dragon and his So ability. it's like 1943. But with yeah, mm. right. And I'm and so to see a bad thing. It's super well. Okay, but if I told you there's going to be a, do you ever see the movie um, Flight of Dragons? It's like one of those um, Rankin Bass cartoons from the '80s. Flight uh, of Dragons. I've seen Flight of the Navigator. Is I that the same thing? No. I saw Reign of Fire. Is that, is that the same thing? <laughs> no, that is definitely not the same thing. What about the one with the talking Sean Connery dragon? Right. That's uh, a... <laughs> talking Braveheart? No, Dragonheart? Uh, Aragon or whatever, right? <laughs> I like that movie. Aragon's a different movie, <laughs> oh. I think. There's Like four anyway. good dragon movies. Did you know uh, you Sean right. Connery turned down the role of playing Gandalf? Yeah, because he didn't... Like understand it or whatever. Yeah, that was like his biggest regret because he could have made so much money. Who would want to see an old man in a beard waving a stick around? That sounds like pussy. <laughs> the script had slotted spoon in it. I was done. I'm going to go play a hunter in a movie with Jekyll and Hyde. That's good. That's where the money is. Uh, man, now, dog. You're the Victorian man. Oh, you're the Victorian man now, dog. Coming through the back door. Ah, oh, just like a wop. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do want to talk about on page 16, like the intro to Dragon Strike. There's this really awesome artwork of like a dragon, right? Like like a guy with a giant like mace club mm. thing. Just totally metal. Like, 
it looks kind of like Bane, but like more metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Why does it like need a, a mace if he's got a fucking dragon? You're not yeah, going to hit anything with that yeah. mace because you've got a dragon. He's got like a mace club and like a Viking helmet and a Bane mask and a cape. And you, like, you need um, to be holding on to some reins because if that dragon does a barrel roll, you're fucked. He's with his thighs, he'll be fine. Yeah. But that and the saddle has like elephant tusks sticking out of it. This thing's like metal as fuck. Yeah, this so. thing belongs on the side of a van. Imagine a meatloaf album. <laughs> I think I'm gonna get this tattooed. Honestly, like I, I, I really, I want this on my body. Just imagine a meatloaf album turned up to eleven. That's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> so they're basically giving coverage of all the maps here from the different levels. Um, and there's, I don't think there's a whole lot more to the game. I mean, it's pretty much just switch uh, level. You get to fight it. You get to all fight right. it. dragons, right? Yeah, it's. It, I watched people playing it. I couldn't. No, I couldn't actually find a review on YouTube of this game, um, but I watched like people playing it, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, <laughs> so it it reminds me of one of those top down like helicopters. It games. is. It's exactly that with dragons. When, and and that's kind of what, right. what I was getting at. Like, if you're going to be a game in in the Dungeons and Dragons universe and it not be a role playing game, that seems kind of just I don't know. Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there should be scenes where like, you know, like like interquels where you can fly your dragon but for the most part you're going to the caves fighting beholders gathering treasure shit like that and right. then you'll ride your dragon to another land and then you attack by, and you get attacked by the dragons like mix and match the styles but instead they, so what, they, the programmers yeah. the programmers just figured out how to do a couple of environments and like we don't have any room on the cart for any more content so we're gonna have to just let's rip it. up let's rip let's rip let's rip off 1943 so, and then yeah. swap out fighters with dragons I honestly wonder if they did do that in the middle of development because they've got two levels here, which are literally called City, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like a modern, <laughs> it's a modern city they're flying over with like shopping malls and shit and office buildings. I was actually, I was gonna say the same thing as uh, Ben. I was gonna say it, it almost maybe seems like they had a full-fledged game with like intercut, like now you're flying, now you're on the ground, and then they were like, you know what? Flying's way the fuck more fun. <laughs> Let's just do that. <laughs> Why would you want to be on the ground watching dragons in the sky getting hit in the face with a mace when you could be on a dragon swinging a mace? Unfortunately, I couldn't <laughs> find very much about this game out. So if anybody in the audience knows anything more about like why mm. this game became what it became, you know, hit us up because we we <laughs> I personally am interested. I'd like to know how this came to be as like what went out to the public <laughs> yeah. Be- because to right. be- immediately alert us yeah. because to address our fair reviewer we're here to talk about nintendo power not play games <laughs> we do that we do that as a bonus i knew mike was gonna go after that guy so someone posted a <laughs> we review well let's get some background here someone posted a review on itunes sort of critiquing that we're not experts and we don't know we don't like do our research on some of the games and things like that because we claimed to be experts okay before you get all mm, before you get all spidey like hey in the positive note someone actually wrote us a review on itunes so woo! <laughs> someone cared enough, to, someone cared enough to i know right and he did say that the, hu- I just, the humor was interesting if you're into that kind of thing <laughs> well if you like jokes and shit so maybe, maybe you could go for that if you like humor, if you we're like not laughing and shit. we're not claiming to be experts and, and i don't think people expect that of us but 
Um, someone did. Yeah, I guess. But <laughs> someone, someone came to us expecting a lesson. Sorry. There's a lot of games. Somebody <laughs> genuinely took your word for what, what you said, that, you know, we're experts and that we're not just random dudes who like enjoying video games. Right, and that's more where we're coming from. We just, we played some of these as kids. We want to talk about the magazines, like, if we can yeah, find out. Explore, we're here to explore, discover, oh. and reminisce. Hmm. Not here to teach. And, and... Recently, I came across a new fact. Doctors say that 99% of adults today in 2016 at one point were kids in the 80s. <laughs> right? Speaking or, of and doctors. That's, you can't fight statistics, right? Or, or at least considerably younger back then. So speaking of doctors, yeah. how we search for a doctor. Yeah, speaking of Dr. searching. Dr. Livingston. <laughs> In the next game, Stanley, the search for Dr. Livingston. Is someone opening, like, every drawer in their house? Like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, that was possibly me okay. going into the house to retrieve my charger. Okay, all right, okay. I thought it was my neighbor creeping in. Oh, I thought Mike Tyson was after <laughs> you. Oh, yeah, he's coming to get you. <laughs> yeah, well. Pulls up in his van full of pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> fake, fake Velma walks out, and you're like, whoa. This is not what I was expecting. Fake Velma. This is the Mike Tyson adventure. <laughs> yeah, have thing. you seen yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the mm. Mike Tyson cartoon? It's like a parody of Scooby Doo. Oh, no, I haven't seen it. No. It's fantastic. It's pretty funny, especially mm. when you look at it through the, the parody angle. So, yeah. I, try, this, I tried to find stuff about this game. This was another game. There was very, very little out on the internet about this. Um, uh, it looks awesome. I'm looking at the necessities oh. right here. You get a machete. You, so hold, hold on, back it up there, back it up there. So this is a, from our friends at Electrobrain. Mm -hmm. And um, so the story is Dr. Livingston disappeared into the Congo in 1860, leaving behind his diary and a mysterious map. His whereabouts remain unknown for 10 years until an intrepid newspaper reporter, Stanley, sets out to follow his footsteps. So this is based on the As true story of the Stanley, of Stanley hunting down Dr. Livingston in the Congo. <laughs> When I was in the jungle, I knew I had to find Dr. Livingston. He Sorry, wasn't that's the wrong Stanley. Jewish or whatever. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> Stan Lee. No, that was, that was a pretty damn yeah, good Stan Lee. <laughs> um, oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> so, ah, back in those days, there were no. Let's talk no, about no, the coverage powers here. To look at it. So, the coverage, it's laid out like you're searching through ruins and, like, I don't know. I, how to describe the like there's basically pillars of like totems on the side of every page uh, mm -hmm. and then it goes through the game the game itself was a platformer um, it looked like a pretty standard platformer from what I could tell I, yeah it looks alright I mean it looks it's very colorful um, Stan st standard orange head to toe character <clears throat> exactly nice I mean it's a poor man's it's a poor man's uh, tomb raider slash um, pitfall so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, or, or like a fleshed out Pitfall. I mean, because Pitfall was, you know. It claims to be well, part action on. and part RPG. Right. So th my understanding is there, again, this is just a game I couldn't find very much out about. Like, I really wanted to see more about this. I was trying to do prep this week because of that and you And you couldn't <laughs> just play it? Yeah. yeah well, well, when I... you work all week and... and you know, going I don't know if you can search. If you can search YouTube, you can just double click in this file. I could have mm. tried to play it. It's I, I, I was. Just... It's harder to play a Nintendo game at work. 
So, <laughs> or while you're trying to like, you know, take a shit at work, uh, you do some research for the podcast, you know. So, that's the best thing. You, well, just, load gonna, up you just load up your uh, 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 an R four card on your 3ds. And, Look oh, at you! You just got all the answers, oh, don't you? God, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a white flag up here, boys, because because you boys are arguing a whole bunch. But uh, to throw a little cog in the in the works here, hmm. I did just get the file, so we're gonna see if it'll open. But I oh, don't Jesus. have a lot of faith, to be honest. <laughs> all right, let's keep powering through on Stanley. So, okay, so we got Mike, this. you were talking about necessities. Yeah. Yes, we see the the fist, <laughs> which you find in Area One. Really, you, you don't you don't find it on the end of your arm, you moron. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say you don't find it in Area 2. <laughs> That's why I do the minivan. You've heard of the, mi- the minivan. <gasps> she works. You've heard the minivan. What's the minivan? You know, like, you know, there's the, sh- there's the shocker, which is like two in the pink, one in the stink. Well, the minivan yes, is. Yes, the ASU. Uh... Yeah, the minivan is two in the front, five in the rear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gross. Whoa. Jeez. Oh, my God. Oh, that's I can just like that's a sound. I can just imagine the smells. It just sounds awful. I'm gonna make you my Muppet. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> Someday we'll find it. Oh man, this connection. is the same lemon game that I had. <laughs> the fisting connection. <laughs> <laughs> the lovers, so, the screamers, and me. <laughs> the other okay. necessities for Stanley. He's got a machete, <coughs> an excellent weapon. I dropped it somewhere in the jungle. Machete, a don't gyro text. pack. Dickhead. This is this is the part where it's, I wanted to play this game back when I read this back in the nineties uh, because mm. I just thought you get to become Inspector Gadget because you got the gyro pack. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, who doesn't want to have a helicopter backpack? Why do they call it a grapnel? Isn't it a grapple? I think this is British. Uh, yeah, I've heard of grapnel before. Yeah, British people just throw, throw letters in randomly that don't need to, <laughs> that don't need to be there. <laughs> it's like a, a grappling hook and shrapnel. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a poor yeah. man's grappling hook where you, you should... take a piece of shrapnel and tie it to the, the rope. No. You... Just some loose metal with a hole in it and you just yeah. huck it somewhere, you know? Just try and hope for the best. So there, there's a shield. It just holds your whole body weight. There's a shield yeah. too. Uh, I never played this game. I don't remember this game. Uh, but just kind of, you know, like obviously you explore your way through the different temples and dungeons and everything and mm-hmm. look for this, Stanley. The artwork here is great for the uh, for the margins of the page with the decayed uh, mm-hmm. looking rocks and stuff. And the nest, oh, yeah. the nest seems to have good graphics. Like we've got a princess maiden. Which actually looks like a you know a hot princess. Yeah, maiden. I mean this is yeah. this is again. Uh, and running. yet, and yet with her <laughs> beautifully rendered color, Stanley has still got Simon Belmont jungles, where yeah. he's completely <laughs> orange from head to toe. Well, and the backgrounds are very colorful here. You got Easter Island heads and all kinds of interesting stuff going on. So why isn't Stanley? I don't know, Mike. I don't know why they love doing that, making all the the main characters orange all the time. But um, mm. what I wait, wait, wait. Allow me to oppose a design choice. Maybe they did that because of the colorful backgrounds. So that yeah, Stanley in, always in every, stands in out. Every game, mm-hmm. like that's been the running mm-hmm. thing with a lot of these. Know, we, like, we, yeah, yeah. You've been listening to the show. You know that there is always orange characters. So. Mm. 
Um, but it well, is a generation. What right? this does do is push the NES. I think it's because the developers are from Orange County. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this. Uh, I'm just happy that uh, there's a, a demon with a giant pink afro <laughs> on the bottom of page 24, along with Orko from He-Man. <laughs> so it's, I was really confused about that. I wasn't sure if that was a cameo or what was happening there. So <laughs> I mean, that's just like clearly, very clearly Orko. But yeah, I mean, this is definitely... Oh, yeah. like, if this game had been out like earlier in the console run, I think it probably would have been pretty popular, but it just got lost in the wash here at the Super Nintendo. What was, uh, what was Orko's game in He-Man? Like, what was his MO? He was the jester. He was... Court jester. He was just like a supporting... Yeah, but he was like yeah. a supporting character. He helped out. Yeah, for a guy he was a comic guy, relief. For a guy with magic, you oh. think he would have been like fighting Skeletor a lot more. But yeah, or at but least he, like healing and like backing up the team a little. But this one it says, watch out for an evil man who will try to steal the power of Kranzis from you. I don't know what the fuck Kranzis is. Did I miss that part? Everybody, Mike, everyone knows Oracle's magic doesn't work as well in, uh, in uh, Eternia. <laughs> He has to go back to his home planet for it to actually work. <laughs> what? Oh, E.T. reference. So they actually... No, it's not E.T. reference. I'm talking about Orko. That's actually a thing that is, like, canon in the show? He's yes, an alien? There's like, <laughs> he's from what a different planet. What the fuck? He's an alien? I thought it was... Even on he's a, he's a trollin. He's from Trolla. Remember, he has that girlfriend at some point? Where, like, troll... What's her name? Remember? Dude, I haven't seen that. Is that just a white that. mage? <laughs> No, but I, I honestly thought that like his girlfriend, who I'm imagining in the cartoon, was just basically a white mage. Isn't it just the same thing that he has, but with a color palette swap? No, it's it's basically Orko, but with like a um, eyelashes <laughs> and like a different color bandana, and like I think more pink, if that's possible. Huh. <laughs> I guess I'm thinking of something else. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I've yeah. never the He-Man buff. I I had other friends for that. I re I rewatched a bunch of uh, episodes lately with my son. So, I'm, I'm well, current. I was gonna say why the fuck, but <laughs> if you're gonna throw the kid card in there, then I guess you got a fair. Well, screw fair you. Reason. I watch it on my own, anyways. <laughs> I've got full seasons one and two on DVD. Thank you very much. Oh gosh, that's fucking. Listen, you've definitely defended yourself enough. I've got no more ground to stand. <laughs> you fully are on board with you, man. <laughs> hey, man. Moving on to. <laughs> I might just find a few episodes and pay you some homage. There you go. All right. I, I, if I, I get like real bored. I like the newer He Man comic because they actually put a, a, a story in it. Mm hmm. So. Instead of just like weekly gallivants. Yeah, plus you get to see like Skeletor's backstory, which I thought was cool. All right, we're getting we're getting off topic here. Let's get <laughs> yes, back on topic sure with the Nintendo Power here. We've got classified information yeah, we, up we, we next. We can't do that. We have to be on topic and educational and keep the off-color jokes to a minimum. And you, you the, about uh, the damning jokes. of the audience uh, to a minimum <laughs> as well. <laughs> Which also, I just want to toss in, it's interesting that the dichotomy that you guys have chosen because you've got the two Americans who are <laughs> the peacemakers of the podcast, and you've got Mike just <laughs> slinging everything he can get his hands on. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't care if it's... <laughs> we're just the more than polite. I watched an episode of Bones tonight where they were just tearing us apart as Canadians, but like 
every rib shot, I just couldn't help but be like, that's kind of true, and I can't be that mad for it. <laughs> every one, I was like, I want to kill you, but I'm not gonna, which I guess just stands more to your point of us being way too polite. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Right. I didn't get anything good out of class information. I don't know if you guys did. Uh, there's a big flashy text that says Dino Wars. Wait, there Where is, is your ADD mm, at? The one thing, yeah. if, you are, if you are going to play the Stanley game, on the bottom of page, I can't oh, read yes. it, 25, there is a map that gets you through like the final boss. It's really small, but like it is pretty helpful. So, oh, If yeah. you are going to try to do this game. I love, that, I love that there's an entire half of this that you don't have to go to. There's an entire half. You don't even have to fuck with. Well, at least it'll be in the same level, unlike the Star Wars games. We can just <laughs> <laughs> skip right. past eighty uh, percent of the game. So yeah, classified. Not even what classified information. I'm sorry. I just love that idea that like Luke is the one on Yavin getting the ceremony. I don't know who hands him the medal since Princess Leia died on the Death Star. He's just threw there by himself. He just fucking yeah. murdered. He murdered Princess Leia on the Death Star. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> I did it. Check. I succeeded. So we have some. Yeah, you got to think of the like hapless uh, engineers and just regular Joe Schmoes who are on there for a job getting off their podung planet. And they're just like, hey, this is a new floaty thing. I'm going to go work there and get some money. Yeah, I get to work for the and Empire. Then I get to it see just the galaxy. Monday morning, some, some schmuck is clocking in and then the whole place rips itself apart at like <laughs> noon. And you're just like, what the fuck? I didn't even get the lunch break yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just right. wanted a nice cushy government job, a nice pension, and all of a sudden this terrorist shows up. And starts blowing, starts blowing shit up. Yeah, and effectively they are terrorists. Yep. Should we blow past classified information? Uh, I didn't see anything in here. I like that Turtles Three has the Manhattan Project with stage select. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's pretty common. If you look at this uh, from Agent Four Twenty Four, which is kind of funny, uh, Farah, whatever that game is, Faria. Faria. Uh, in the Faria, in this the bottom. Is my I don't know what that means. So-called like Daria. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, if you look at the bottom left uh, screenshot for them, you've got clearly what is Bob's Burgers working behind the counter. <laughs> Definitely Bob from Bob's Burgers Good in that cash. bottom corner shot. Uh, hi, welcome to my merchant shop. Do you need something? we got the, uh, the bag of flowers. <laughs> just, to, just to ignore my kids, I do. <laughs> All right. Uh, comic wise, we have a Zelda comic again. Yay! Oh boy! Just what Mike All right, this is, and John. This is, and this is my time to shine. And love because we check out for about five minutes. <laughs> yep. Okay, so we're back to the Legend of Zelda, where last we saw Aghanim was getting a little creepy on Link, getting in nice and close, but especially with that. <laughs> sound that he's making and he says you have just witnessed the last moments of princess zelda she is no longer of this world soon i will send you to join her link see how helpless my magic has made you frozen like a statue you challenged me only to meet your doom and then link is holding the sword shaking trembling quivering then it starts to hum and lightning shoots off from all around him shocking agonim and then then he realizes that puny fool's rage is somehow being channeled by the Master Sword. He and the Sword are as one. 
and then Link can move again while Eggman pulls a Kool-Aid man through the wall. Blech. And then he give then he gives chase. Eggman shoots a firing lightning bolt, fiery fireballs at him. Link gets between them, slashes through him with the sword, and it's just not working because even with the master sword, it can't hurt Eggman. And then, uh, then he hears someone like a fairy saying, "Hey, listen." Aghanim's magic is like a double-edged sword. What do you mean? The sword was used. The sword was also forged to repel evil magic. It can defend as well as attack. So now he uses the sword to bounce back Aghanim's evil energy to sizzle him good. And then we, uh, then Aghanim's face turns from blue to black. We're like, ah, well met, hero. You're not such a fool after all. But it makes no difference. My defeat will not restore the wise men's seal. On the contrary, with my final breath, you will join Zelda in the dark world. And then his body rises up in smoke against the moon, creating a perfect skull face. Yeah, that's awesome, by the way. That that whole page is awesome. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah, good sign. That's like, that's like some Stanley art right there. <laughs> You know, when I was looking for Dr. Livingston in the desert, I found a temple, and I knew I had to draw it one day. (laughs) And take all the credit, even though I had my buddy Jack do the drawing. (laughs) That's just too spot on. I just imagine, like, an old man with, like, a a long, shaggy haircut and aviator glasses and a cigar. Just a little bit shorter than me, you know? (laughs) Just going to town. (laughs) Uh, oh no it turns out i can do a pretty decent impression i guess so (laughs) then link is on the ground quivering in shock pain disbelief whatever saying zelda i've let you down again now who will save you and then i guess he's been masturbating because now his palms are hairy (laughs) and then he starts turning into a wolf in front of the fascinating skull moon he goes, ah, my negative emotions are turning me into a beast. Although we haven't seen him display negative emotions, so I don't know why they're throwing that in there. I guess they just they tried to write themselves out of a corner. And he goes, I must not surrender to these emotions. I'll live a beast's life forever. I won't. I won't give up. I'll never give up. I'll find Zelda even in the dark world. And then he transmutes himself back to human. Well, it does like it, it like foreshadows the Twilight Princess Zelda game. It does. If it wasn't if it wasn't a complete total accident and not a screw up on their part, it would have been nice. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, or if it came out beforehand. So <laughs> yeah, like well before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Link finds a temple in the forest. Goes, I think I'll stop in the shrine for a while. Goes, you know, that shrubber looks like the king of this dead world. And then the tree says, You're there. Did you journey to this world in search of the gold power, the Triforce? No, not really. Only the first to touch the golden power will be endowed with its strength. Then we get to see Ganon's backstory. Ganon, what he looked like before he became a pig monster. <laughs> this land yeah. was once yeah, the That's, that's land. like young Deku tree right there. Look at that. Yep. This uh, land was uh, yeah. the golden land where the Triforce was hidden by those who created the world. Ganondorf, the thief skilled in the magical arts, stumbled upon this entrance to this magical place. When he touched the Triforce's evil wishes were granted, he achieved ultimate power over this world and transformed it into a land of evil, a dark world. 
Many evil men from your world were drawn there. Drawn here. They were transformed into monsters because of their evil thoughts and emotions. I was one of them. In order to restore the world to the Golden Land, you must defeat the thief and reclaim the Triforce. Until then, I remain a fool in the shape of a tree, doomed to never leave the Dark World. And then Link thinks, oh man, man, I had a trippy dream. Huh. And then he goes walking through the forest, then a light shines through, and then a, an eye appears in like a whirlwind. And then we get to see a cyclops loaded with grenades. But I don't know how they <laughs> manufacture these things. They don't seem to have much of a military. That is the industry. maximum amount of grenades, too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like... And I always wondered, when you wear a grenade belt like that, is there grenades all the way around it? Like, how do you reach the particular grenade in your back middle? I think you just rotate the belt. Yeah. Oh my god, you are a genius. That hadn't <laughs> occurred to me yet. <laughs> I was just imagining some poor military guy like throwing out, he knows he's got four grenades, and he throws three, and there's one just in the center of his back that he can't quite get, and he's just standing there frustrated That's for his while body. everybody else is still shooting at him, and he's just like, ah, can't reach it. Yeah, yeah that would be smart, actually. Yeah, that was for Just his run up and snag one off your pal. Yeah, he's like a little walking. Or, uh... Right. Or just have it like a baked potato, so that way when you go down, your body explodes too. Oh, cool. Yeah, like you can't reach the grenade, yeah. but you can reach the pin held on a string. So then you can yeah, like exactly. roll on top of your enemy and pull the trick, pull it. <laughs> anyway, so then we get to see this guy say, Hey, kid, did you see a fairy fly through here? Which way did she go? Uh, fairy, I didn't see. You're lying. Don't hide her. We want her magic powers and we want them now. Speak up when the boss asks you a question. And uh, I guess we get to see like a pig, a lizard, and I guess a Koopa, a Koopa Troopa, who somehow got out of his shell and into a full body shell. Which yeah, I think, he upgraded. Yeah, he realized this is the way to get, this is the way to fucking deal with Mario. Get spikes. Yeah, fuck these Mario bros. I'm getting some spiky helmet action. Yeah, he can't jump on me now. And then the uh, blue ogre says, Crap him, if you won't tell us where she went, we'll beat it out of you. Back off, I'm warning you. I don't have her. And then he does a full <laughs> swing. Like, it takes more dudes than that to beat me off. <laughs> <laughs> then he does a full swing. I don't know how the sword seems to go around the back of the lizard guy, but it hits the armor of the uh, the Koopa and the pig. Again, I don't know how the sword strike goes through, but not through the lizard guy. And then the, what if we assume that the strike started at the lizard guy, so the first, like, white explosion is the first hit, and then he swiped around through to the rest of them and then back. He, like, hit their, yeah. he hit their swords as he was going. They, like, had to animate, like, one point in time or something. Yeah, so yeah. then the blue ogre reaches for a grenade while Link is just <laughs> hammering a Koopa <laughs> on, the on the head. Basically. Funny. Whatever the equivalent of a pistol whip with a sword is. Hilt sword whip. whip. Hilt whip. <laughs> sword whip sounds like the coolest fucking weapon I've ever heard of. Wait, isn't there a Final Fantasy broad with like a extendable sword whip? It's like all blades. Soul caliber. Uh, um, Soul caliber, yeah. Woman. Yeah, <laughs> broad. Yeah, so, <laughs> that dame. Gender politics. With the, uh, with the games. There. <laughs> so Link's, that there, uh... Link sees the grenade coming at him, and he's wondering why does he have a big pineapple rock? Because you know, I guess he doesn't know what a freaking grenade is. And uh, this is a weird grenade. He doesn't pull a pin out of it. He scrapes it along his foot. Sparks it. 
Hey, yeah, that's interesting. His foot and like rocket propels them with his hand. Kind of badass. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, so badass. I need a couple of these. And uh, Link's tunic must be great at absorbing shockwaves because he just gets he just gets thrown by the explosion rather than hurt. And he. Uh, oh no 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 no! You misunderstand, Mike. That's not his tunic. See how his skirt is at that perfect angle <laughs> for all the excess energy from the explosions on the ground to be channeled right up through his fart hole. <laughs> so he's furnace. That's, 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 yeah, he's, he's, he's using his true inner strength <laughs> and absorbing the blast. <laughs> so that, <laughs> yeah, call that he's a using blast. what has taken this is a blast. the most punishment. <laughs> he uses what, <laughs> oh yeah, so, uh, you know, fart antics aside. The legend of stink. Anyway. <laughs> so now he's dodging pineapples and he catches one and throws it right back at the guy who, for some reason, has his mouth completely agape, which receives the yep. grenade. And instead of spitting it out, he just swallows it so he can scream. And then he <laughs> and all of his grenades go kabooey. And then uh, Link is finally taking some damage. Is a little worse for where his tunic has been threaded. <laughs> and yep. then we get to see Tinkerbell showing up going. <laughs> okay, well. It's, um, it's uh, Navi. 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 Yeah, Navi. Hey, listen. <laughs> hey, listen. You got blown up. Gee, thanks. <laughs> hey, listen. The bad guys are spanking you. <laughs> To be continued. Uh, also, I realized I, re I realized why the grenade guy's mouth's open. Why is that? I, I needed somebody to bite. Because imagine that? you just watched, uh, imagine you just watched a young boy in a skirt that you had randomly stumbled into absorb the impact of multiple grenades up his butthole. <laughs> Would you not be a little taken back at least? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mouth agape is like. <laughs> Brandon is really. And then annoying. and then when. Uh, and then when Navi comes in, she's not, like, laughing, you know, at the whole scenario that she caused. She's just laughing at the immense abilities and elasticity of <laughs> Link's anus. <laughs> Anal elasticity is key for Navi. Lovely. So, that's yep. uh, the Zelda comic. So, moving on, we've got uh, Metroid 2, The Return of Samus for Game Boy. Uh, you guys actually went through this, I believe, when I wasn't on. Mike and John, is that right? Uh, yeah, we mentioned it. I don't know why we're seeing it again, but... So, well, I'm, I'm glad we're having the coverage. It's back. Because I actually spent uh, several days playing this game. Hmm. Um, so, I've got some takes on it. Um, hot takes. So, I got some hot takes. So, it's an interesting game. Um, I guess it's, it's sort of like a between... Well, it makes sense. It's it's a sequel, so it's in between the playability <coughs> style, the first one, and then the Super Nintendo one. So I still don't really get the 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 draw of the Metroid series. I'm going to attempt to play the Super Nintendo one, which I haven't played before, to see if that uh, really does it for me. Because I played, if, if I had the original do, Metroid. It will. Mm -hmm. If any of them do, people, yeah. I had the original one. I played through that, uh, and I tried playing through Metroid Prime um, for GameCube, and I tried playing through this one, Metroid 2. 
So it's an exploration game like the other ones. Um, and it just it's kind of uh, aimless. You're aimlessly like wandering around um, trying to find shit, basically. You're trying to find shit. <laughs> uh, you're trying to find um, upgrades for your weapons, energy tanks. You're trying to find Metroids to blow up. And you have to defeat all the Metroids in a given area in order to move forward. There's like this poisonous water or poisonous liquid or whatever that doesn't go down deeper into the surface until you defeat all of the uh, Metroids in, in a single area. The problem with it is that a lot of the areas look exactly the same. Um, and I don't know if that's just a limitation of, of the Game Boy or if it's just they just didn't design it to look fairly different. So you're going through areas of the map, basically. And by the way, there is no in-game map, so good luck there. Uh, uh, so you're just kind of wandering around, look, you know, looking. Have I been here? I so don't you, know. So you need this issue. You're just retreading the, the same ground over and over and over, or that's what it feels like, at least. Um, and eventually, I didn't uh, have this... Uh, it was basically the same thing. Like I pulled up a map online, and it would have been the same thing as looking at the issue here of the coverage... Um, where you're just like, okay, I go here and I get this, I go here and I get this. But at that point, you're just really doing like playing paint by numbers. <coughs> like you know yeah. exactly where to go. The sense of exploration is lost at that point. You're not like discover, quote unquote, discovering anything. You're just following a list of instructions. So the whole like joy of like, oh, I found something is gone at that point because you're just following instructions. So... Hmm. I don't really get the appeal of the game because of that. Because either you're aimlessly, just frustratingly wandering around finding nothing, or you're following the instructions, and at that point, kind of what's the point of playing through the, the game, an exploration game? Well, so I, I skipped ahead to page 50 and found a good reason. If you <laughs> beat the game in less than three hours, you get to see Samus in her bikini. Yeah. No. So, or I can just... Or you can just open Nintendo Power and look at the printout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did that not fuck them over? When they were, well, I guess if you can watch it on your own TV. I guess on nah, the screen it moves. Still probably, There'd be music. Well, and maybe, but I was going to say, blows. If, it's, if it's moving, it probably isn't going to be on the screen for a long time. So you got like maybe a 15 to 45 second window to fap to. <laughs> so you better have one already in the it. chamber ready to go <laughs> while you're playing Metroid. When I was 12. So was, you can finish Metroid. I'm just saying. <laughs> and then just have it ready. But like, if you're playing, if you spend hours. the however 15. <laughs> I doubt it. With the rumble just... pack, with the rumble, rumble pack in the right spot. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, like, if you spend the X amount of dollars, whatever Canadian mm. currency was in 1992, uh, you could just have this permanent picture. Um, yeah, but pretty much. What I will say, it does look very good for a first-generation Game Boy game, though. Like the Yeah, that's it, true. it uh, captured my attention for a few days, like I said. Um, it's it's an interesting game. It's really good um, play control. It's uh, the the upgrades is nice. The speed of it is nice. It's all very high quality put together. Uh, my issue is not with the the how it's how it's how it's authored. My issue is with just like the whole concept of the game. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think having an in game map of like discovering different areas might have been helpful. You know, the same way that you might have like a Symphony of the Night 
where it shows you like kind of map mapped areas where you've been, rooms you haven't been in, right. things of that nature. What's with the dildo ship on deal. page fifty? Yeah, I have yeah, no there idea. sure is. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's a just battery a, thing. That's weird. Yeah. They got a dildo for all that. It's hilarious. That's actually not a missile battery thing. That's like a step on the side of the wall that will randomly like drop down. Uh, so you have to like time your jumps appropriately. So you have to time when it you looks thrust like it's your badge into the wall. Yeah. I mean, like, anything's a dildo if <laughs> yeah, you try hard enough. You don't want to... <laughs> well, no, because, Mike, you gotta you got to time your arrivals right. You don't want to arrive... And it and it's soft and it and, you, and it's soft. It falls through. You have to arrive when it's hard, right? Yeah, you don't want to go up there when it's flaccid. You know, you want to yeah. you want it to be sticking straight out. That's how you want to land on it. Also, I love the uh, I love that weird scorpion thing uh, in the left corner there because oh it's like, guys, guys, how can we make a scorpion more metal? Well, mm. what if we take off the pincers and put on rotating saw blades? <laughs> Fuck that. How about we get rid of the head and just make it so cool? Mm. We'll make it like an it doesn't ass even have a face. With saw blades. An ass like with saw blades. <laughs> yeah, man, get rid of the head and put a butt on the front. <laughs> so radical. We won't bro. even need the tail. Yeah, that's was, metal. Yeah, he just cuts down the tail. I will say the artwork here is just awesome. Like, there's a lot of very interesting. Mm-hmm. Rend- renders of like the different bosses and everything the different critters and stuff mm-hmm. so definitely worth flipping through to see especially if you're interested yeah. in playing the game because the maps are pretty key to, to making sense of what's going on here the, the other thing that <coughs> would have helped these... the other thing that would have helped with this game is having any kind of like in-game story that telling you like what the hell you're doing <laughs> any kind of purpose mm. like i get the why you're like, deciding this the, alien uh, yeah yeah, exactly. I get they have like an instruction manual and all that you're supposed to pour through, but still, it doesn't it doesn't help with the end game experience. You're like, okay, yeah. I'd like to see some kind of progression going yep. here. What am yeah. I doing? At least Where in, am I? At least in Zombie Nation, they give you like a nice one page synopsis <laughs> of what's going on. Right. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that that but, helps you any. It doesn't when, make any goddamn um, sense anyway. <laughs> Big no, thumbs up for this game, though, is they have save points. Mm. So that's a big, uh, mm-hmm. big boon to that. You get save points. Well, immediately, that. immediately, once you're talking about hardware that has a battery in it that can do that, or or um, or cartridges that have batteries in them, then mm. any game that doesn't have a save feature, you're just immediately being ripped off. Well, right. a lot of the a lot of the games like had- give me give me twenty bucks. Give me twenty bucks, or give me the save. A lot of a lot of a lot of games had the passwords and all that. You had to write down all that bullshit. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's what Speaking I'm saying. Speaking of like, bullshit, fuck literacy. Star Wars on the Game Boy. <laughs> oh man, I'm so excited for how bad this might be. It's really bad because well, the NES was terrible, so they ported it over. <laughs> Beautiful. If you thought the NES version was hot garbage, try the Game Boy version. It's cold garbage. We've taken hot. We've taken hot garbage, microwaved it in a in a in a coffee cup, and left it on the counter for hours. Mm, from our friends at UbiSoft. <laughs> That's from yeah. It was published by uh, UbiSoft. That's Ubi. funny. This one is UbiSoft. Not it's, developed by them. It's a it's two words instead of just UbiSoft. Yeah. Yeah. So just. I love the uh, I love like the little picture the... of Vader here looking at Leia and Luke. It's like it's like Vader's trying to tell him, Luke, <coughs> I know you're I know what you're about to do with Leia on Hoth. 
Trust me, don't. Don't. <laughs> don't, bro. <laughs> I love how, uh, like, like <laughs> they're clearly shots taken from the movie, but if you look at the first, if you look at Luke and, and Leia, they look like they've got the drop on Vader, which, like, knowing the movie, A, never happens, and B, couldn't happen. So, like, to see Vader and his dumb, like, facial, facial expressionless helmet just look like it's surprised because of the juxtaposition that they gave him. I just love it. <laughs> like, I just, I can't help but imagining that inside that helmet. He's like, holy shit, they're right there. <laughs> or he's just, like, just like, got off the can. He's walking out the door. Oh, that's he's just like, I wish, yeah. I wish the his hands are still doing up his fly as he walks <laughs> out. <laughs> I, I wish the force would really stop showing me visions of loops, of loops spanking it to Leia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you got to think, like, all the things that are going to happen between all of the people, what does the Force really pick to be, like, an issue, right? Like, to, to warn anybody about. Mm. I know, apparently it picked Vader to make him an evil psychopath, and then it picked his son to, like, eventually deal with him. Like, the Force is pretty fickle and, you know, one could say, like, evil. Oh, yeah. Like, just malevolent. Oh, yeah. Thing. Like, pushed Vader to, like, kill his own wife. I don't think the Force has influence on that stuff. I think it's how you interpret the Force. <laughs> it's funny because I think I was, well, I was about to say, I think Mike is uh, mistaking the Force for religion. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so, anyways. How uh, fickle and how how one-sided it can be, but really there's definitely the two sides. So it looks like it's the same game. It is the same. I mean, it looks like a port, like straight over, pretty much. Yeah, I don't uh, notice really any... Any difference here? There's, I think there's some fewer areas to get through. Um, <clears throat> you can believe that, but uh, they don't do. They don't give a ton of coverage to the game, uh, which I tells do, you something. Yeah, I do like for the uh, for C. It says Enter Sandman. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know some of them are metalheads. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Did Sandman come out in the 80s or 90s? I just think of the Metallica song. Yeah. Was yeah. That about the ECW wrestler? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the fact that they say Enter Sandman is the uh, Metallica song, but they, uh, yeah, was it in the 80s or 90s when that song came out? Oh man, I don't even want to put down an answer. So then it would Black be album. So it would be pretty new when this coverage came out. Then. Yes, they'd be very topical in modern. Mm. Ooh, yes, it would these be boys showing off their. Their flashy pocket protectors and their mm-hmm. sick metal albums. <laughs> we may yeah, be, so we it's may, we may be living in our parents' basements, but at least we rock out. So <laughs> got to, the last thing we'll talk about with Star Wars is they've got a screenshot here of uh, Leia laying down in the uh, inner uh, cell, prison cell, and uh, yeah, aren't you a little hard, aren't you a little <laughs> hard to be a stormtrooper? Jesus. All right, so moving on to the next Game Boy game. We've got NBA 2. I didn't know there was this original NBA. Hmm. NBA yeah, 2, All-Star that, Challenge. Actually. Wouldn't they put the 2 at the end, though? <laughs> this is NBA the... All-Star <laughs> Challenge 2? Well, this is the sequel to the NBA. They... That's what I was wondering. Wouldn't that be the <laughs> The WNBA? world ended, the NBA was over, and then the world restarted, repopulated, mm. and this is the NBA 2. This so is, it's like XFL, but for This is before the basketball. point in time where they would put like the year it's, behind the game, the, the sports game title. So 
Yeah, that's true too. <clears throat> so yeah, um, I was thinking it was like it was like Futurama when he gets frozen, and then if you watch in the background, everything gets destroyed and then rebuilt. So this is a one-on-one like contest game that LJN made. So oh boy, yeah. Um, one weird thing: if you look at the first page on the bottom right, it has a picture of Scotty Pippen and a one-on-one tournament. But Scotty Pippen isn't in this game. <laughs> the representative <laughs> for the Bulls uh, is Michael Jordan in this game. So. That is also something to <laughs> note. Um, Michael Jordan, uh, this might have been one of the last games, like, I've, I've said it in the past, but he didn't license his name out with, like, the NBA Players Association after a certain point in time, so, like, you would buy a basketball game and, like, uh, he wouldn't be in it. You had to buy, like, the Michael Jordan game to play, uh, you mm. know, as Michael Jordan. Oh. Like, you couldn't just, so, like, the, the Bulls would have, like, some generic name guy on it. Like, <laughs> um, I thought I thought you were going to say the other way around, where, like, it, it turned out for, like, you know, maybe even years after that games were still pumping out with Michael Jordan in them, and then his team had to go crack down no, on No, no. I mean, these are all licensed with the NBA, so... Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so they'd be but, strict. But, yeah, uh, it's, it's just kind of interesting you know, a little bit, so... <laughs> it's not even in uh, NBA Jam? No, it would be, like... You would have like Steve Kerr and like Scottie Pippen or whatever. He might be an NBA Jam. I'm not sure, but I don't. I don't think so. Okay. To be honest with you, I thought he was in one of them at least. So maybe not. Yeah, there's some tall guys in here, like Akeem Olajuwon. No shit, there's tall seven. guys in an NBA game. <laughs> yeah, like really tall, like seven foot tall. Like that is just yeah. Yeah. Basically, the probability of you being an NBA player if you're over seven feet. As something crazy. It's like one in twenty or something crazy high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I love the artwork here. It looks almost vaguely racist. With the uh, yeah, that guy. No, that's pure. That's like straight up racist right there. That, that, on the page yeah. nine. <laughs> I know he's not even a. He's not even like a human. Mammy. He's not even a human. He's a gollywog. He's and look, just, at the top row, there's like that's my my black porn name, Rolando Blackman. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a parody of Lando Calrissian. <laughs> like he's just... <laughs> so, um, the game itself, from what I, I've never played it, I watched someone playing it on YouTube. You can guess what my prep was this week. Um, it, just <laughs> a more than mine, yes. It wasn't, it wasn't chat roulette this time, John? Yeah, it was... Um, <laughs> It's just a bunch of, like, sort of 2-on-2 games where you have, like, one star versus another star. Uh, Like, one-on-one, free throws, three-point shooting, slam dunk. There's an accuracy shootout, which I guess is just shooting, like, bit from all over the court. And then there's a tournament mode, which I think just grabs, like, all. Like, you have to play, like, all the modes or whatever, I, I would guess. I'm not sure. But, um... The the you know the coverage here is pretty funny though like like I said the the black player at the bottom fifty nine is just straight up like extra chromosomes this, or something I don't know what's going this on. This is like what this, this <laughs> just shows what Japanese people think black people are. Well, I think LGN was a uh, I think uh, well, all right, yeah whatever. That's so fucking terrible. <laughs> So speaking of holy shit. speaking of terrible, we have another Mario comic. <laughs> oh, so you get don't to that, you though. dare! I am so excited. <laughs> before you get to that. Right. So if you're on chat roulette nowadays, do you think that anyone who has their dick out 
on Chat World Eight is doing it for Harambe, or just do they would do it anyways? It has to be all dudes directly. Like there can't be anything other than that on Chat Roulette at this point. Uh, I tried no, it one no, no, time. No, it was no, when it was like pop in the no, and it was just like penis, and I'm like, all right, I'm just burning my computer now. <laughs> no, John. So you're looking at it all wrong. If you look at it statistically, there's twice as many females on this stupid rock that we're hurtling around this stupid ball of gas on, right? No. So what the fuck, Matt? Are you doing? Dude, they, <laughs> what, what math are you doing? What? Females. So there's is, two what? women to every man. No, no they're not. That's what, what? That's a stupid song from the '60s. It's not a statistical fact. It's not two, two girls for every it's ball. Like, it's a Beach Boys like song, not a fact. It's like 51. <laughs> Trump okay, it's like 50, Jan and Dean, not Beach Boys. I think there's slightly more women <laughs> than men, but it's like 59 to or 51. To forty nine percent, like it's not. Yeah, look, no, there's look, more okay. boys because they keep offering their girls in places like India and China. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that number not, not a joke. That's no, serious. that is a, yeah, that there's, there's, there's a big population problem in China though. because uh, they they were aborting uh, girls because the family structure in China, the male son provides um, like care for the elderly and. Um, like with the one child policy you really had to have that that kid be a son mm-hmm. if you were going to so like they have a big problem over there <laughs> they do uh, L- yeah, no, it's, no, a, it's a cultural thing one. too like the son carries the name all that crap well all i was gonna say is on chat roulette if you do the numbers statistically there should be more females anyway and take out the what fact that most <laughs> okay, of those whatever. most of those females should be regular functioning humans that don't need chat roulette, that literally takes you down to the lower tier of society where it's a bunch of dudes, like demographically, you got a bunch more dudes <laughs> in the bottom end of the scale, and then you've got the odd lady who may occasionally- Enjoy watching dudes jerk it? <laughs> yeah, but like a bunch of them are gonna get flustered and taken out of the whole, the whole statistics because it's a bunch of, seriously gross dudes just furiously beating it at whatever the fuck is in front of them. As soon as a real woman shows up, that like chums the water and all all the dick shirts come out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm. But what I was thinking is we should really use this to our advantage because when you think about the demographic that you're looking at there, you're also looking at probably the same demographic that would read a Nintendo Power magazine if it was in front of them. So what we should start doing is Is jump on chat roulette roulette? (laughs) and then ask the guys... Well they're well they're like pre-jerk. Just be like, hey man, do you know anything about issue twenty-five on Nintendo Power? <laughs> Have you seen the comic with Super Mario dressed up as Peach? Because <laughs> you already got your dick in your hand. You might as well hey. Google it. Hey, you're, you're Give me a good enough answer and I'll show you the picture of Samus from page yeah. fifty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're at half mask. Samus can take you the rest of the way. <laughs> Just tell me the information that I need. If you want to see right. a, if you want to see a giggling fairy. Yeah, I, I can call it Mike. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe the reason these guys have been fapping so long is because they still can't get like the right, you know, uh, brain space, if you will. So all you got to do is send them that that perfect picture of Link taking all those grenades in the rectum, and you know that might be the one that right. sends them home. All right, well, I think that should be your takeaway homework. Speaking of going home, we, we need to start ads debating. Let's take this Mario comic on home. Come on, Mike, let's go. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, we continue the Super Mario Adventures. In our last episode, Bowser lost one hostage but gained another as Princess Toadstool flew the coop. 
and Mario became captive numero uno with a bullet. Then when the Mecha Koopas demanded the princess in return for Mario, Luigi put on her tiara and planned to take her place. Luckily, Floyd showed up with a new line of cosmetics. Then we get to see a bunch of toads walking into a church. And, you know, a nice drawing of a stained glass turnip for some reason. <laughs> and then we see Mario and Peach, who, again, always drawn lovely in this comic, is there. And Mario, for some stupid reason, he's got a tuxedo on, but he's worn his friggin' hat. And he's standing yep. on a box, so he can. He's standing on two question blocks. <laughs> that's, that's pretty. That's pretty fantastic. That's great. And who's marrying them? But everyone's favorite shyster, friendly Floyd, mm-hmm. who I guess, like for religious reasons, he's wearing a rosary, but they're covering up the, the cross. Oh yeah, that's just a. It's just a pretty necklace, and his big, spectacular cleft chin covers up the collar. <laughs> And he goes, Mario, do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife, but richer or poorer, in sickness and in health, and wounds you both shall live? Yes, I do. <laughs> Princess, do you take this man to be your lawfully wedded husband? Yes, I do. I now pronounce you man and wife, you may kiss the bride. But then when she leans in to kiss him, she shivers, turns around, sees Mario tied up in a Koopa cage, and then she turns around. She goes, it's not the sing. bachelor party still. <laughs> 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 and then we get to see her turn around facing forward, and there's Koopa making a big kissy face going, whoa. I think that's Bowser, actually. Yeah, I would presume it's Bowser. Yeah, King Koopa, Bowser. We know that her name's not Toadstool anymore, but Peach. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up in Luigi's coveralls, which means he got to see her naked. And oh, yeah. Good on him, because you know, even in those overalls, she's still cute. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> See, Brandon knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I'm rocking some peach overalls. I'm into this. Yep. Yep. A little cross-dressing peach. Ain't got a problem with that. Nah. So then she goes, oh, what a nightmare. And then she looks up and sees the massive snout, the massive snout of Yoshi. And she just takes off screaming, which is the appropriate reaction when a green dinosaur is hovering over you when you sleep. I don't know. I and mean, to be honest, like, she was, like, well, she wasn't raised by it, but her... Her fiance and future brother-in-law were raised by these dinosaurs. You'd think that she'd have like less of an overreaction to them. I imagine that they must have been separated after the Yoshi saved them, so they have no memory of them. But Yoshi's just like, "Hey, I know that red cap. You still wearing it after twenty years? God, get some new clothes." Well, there's that, or there's uh, if you think about it, like generation-wise, like maybe Yoshi's just have a shorter lifespan, so like. There could have been, like, say, a pack of Yoshis that raised Mario, who also taught their young Yoshis about Mario. But then once they were separated, Mario later found a new pack of Yoshis, descendants of the originals, who now <laughs> have the lore of Mario. The story, so like, the story is true. Mm-hmm. You're, the you're the, you're the fat Italian. <laughs> he really does eat mushrooms and smash bricks with his head. I don't get it, but I'll help him. Oh, my God, my Nana was right. Nana Yoshi. (laughs) Nana Papa Yoshi, because they're gender neutral. (laughs) Instead of of Uncle Daddy. (laughs) Nana Papa Yoshi. So, or Yoshi Yoshi, whatever uh, the title is, it's probably Yoshi. It's probably Yoshi. Yoshi Yoshi. (laughs) (laughs) Or she, she Yoshi. Because, like, yeah, yo, like, and then she would be, like, the two separate names. So it would be, like, last yeah, like name Pika, first. 
Yeah, yeah, something so, like that. So she runs into Floyd. Yeah, literally runs into Floyd. Clobbers his big dumb nose. And he doesn't feel the damn thing. No. You know, he really looks like Trump. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is he's like an, early propaganda. He's an unreliable huckster who sells you lies. Yeah. And he's got the big blonde pompadour thing going on. <laughs> the fat the big, the big dumb nose and the sweat when he when he yells. Yeah. How do you get sweaty when you yell? Wait. And then she runs away screaming again, and he goes, "Wait, you haven't seen my new Trump makeup." Then, <laughs> new Trump then, tr- Trump brand. Yeah. And then uh, Commander you, Commander Toad says, "Princess, are you all right? Finally, a familiar face. It's all coming back to me. I fell from the tower, started flying with a cape, and something zinged past me. It looked like Mario. <laughs> what happened to Mario? He crash landed at the castle. Bowser's holding Mario. How dare he? I'll be back with Mario." Wait, you're going to spoil Luigi's plans. And then she realizes, wait a second, overalls aren't my style. I disagree. Yeah. I think, I, I think she's rocking this look. I mean, she is, she's still a 10. <laughs> I mean, the overalls could be a little bit longer. I don't know. You're seeing some ankle there. <laughs> Just the right amount of ankle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the Amish delight. So... <laughs> And I really thought Luigi was going to look fucking horrible, but he looks like just regular Peach. Yeah, who knew that him and Peach had the same eyes? Yeah, that's actually a little more disturbing than I ever thought. Are you sure? Luigi must have green eyes. And, like, maybe they just goofed it for the comics or Or for, like, this issue. Floyd had green contacts. Maybe. Or Peach wig. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say, and the Peach wig, too. But, like, I guess if you look, uh, like, a little bit ahead or a little bit back, Mario's also got blue eyes, so, like, genetically... Wait, what about Floyd? Oh my god, what's going on here? Where's Floyd's eyes? eyes. Holy shit, are you serious? Floyd never opens his eyes, it's a conspiracy. What (laughs) color are Yoshi's eyes? No, Yoshi's a... Oh my god, Floyd. Floyd has all the answers. (laughs) (laughs) He never opens his eyes, even in the last panel, they're never open. Probably Probably because they're gold or brown or, you know, something that would label him as an outsider. They just illuminate light. And they you know, they're just like red beams or something. Yeah. <laughs> or he's like Cyclops. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Just red energy. And he just like nukes everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing so, them all a favor. <laughs> so Bowser's uh, being told on the TV that his kids, uh, that his Koopalings have brought back the bride. And they're all like, hey, let's cake pop. Take good care of my precious princess, Natch. But I bet you anything she's not going to say yes. But yes, I really, Bowser. I fight and I fall in love with you. I just can't wait for our wedding day. <laughs> Do you really mean it? I swear it. You really, really mean it? How can I resist you? Your voice sounds kind of funny. I have a cold. I'll kiss you and make you feel better. No, I don't <laughs> want to get the cool. I don't want that clan to get the cool for cool. I better keep my mask on and rest. Please untie me. Off with the ropes. And then he uh, goes, She loves me! It's the happiest day of my life! And his eyeballs start ejaculating. And Peach <laughs> starts shaking and falling on the ground and causing catastrophic injury to the Koopa chefs. While the words, <laughs> all right, are literally flying out of his mouth. I mean, the artwork here is just fantastic. It's, oh, yeah. You look at the Bowser panel where he says, like, I'll kiss you and make you feel better. Like, 
I actually kind of feel for him a little bit in that panel. Yeah, a little bit. That he's being duped. I feel kind of bad. Bowser, you're no, being he's... played. No, he's... Fuck him. Fuck him, he doesn't deserve it. Stupid gross dinosaur. Been keeping it simple. Doesn't say anything for the whole comic. Fuck with the pussy. Fuck right, the pussy. And then we get to see What's the that fucking dickhead's name who's like uh, Bowser's like right hand man that's always casting the oh, little spells comic? on you? Yeah, comic. Okay. There's like two of them or three of them that are the chefs. So that makes me laugh because fuck that guy. Yeah, for real. Sick. Fuck that guy. All that and he always shoots you. Bowser? Yeah, and he always shoots you with the fucking the PlayStation the PlayStation logos. <laughs> yeah, and I was always like, what the fuck is this about? <laughs> He's shooting you with the PlayStation action buttons. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then we get so, to see Mario tied up. I guess he's going stir crazy because his eyes hold on, are hold crossed. On. Mike, can you say that last line but like slower and deeper? Mario's going stir crazy. His eyes are crossed. Nope. Back one. Uh, he's tied up. Yeah. Mario's tied up. <laughs> Mario's all nice and tied up. Yeah. And, 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 uh, <laughs> okay. And, and, as, as a cute aside. We get to see the uh, the little uh, caption saying "Meanwhile," and the caption is being eaten by a mouse. Adorable fourth wall break. Yeah, that is just that, that, <laughs> the that's award for cuteness. most adorable <laughs> most adorable fourth wall break in a Nintendo Power magazine goes to yeah. <laughs> mouse eating caption. <laughs> it was a so, tight race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I could see uh, Luigi taking his mask off, saying "Mario, bro." And then Mario's just looking at him through the bars, and he starts laughing. <laughs> Translated, what a get-up. Pink is you, Ouija. Uh, I thought he was screaming in terror, to be honest. <laughs> I genuinely thought that was screams, and then I oh read the rest. God, I, I just woke up from my nightmare to another nightmare. <laughs> for a second, I thought... For a second, I thought I overheard that Peach was going to marry Bowser, and then my brother was standing here in Peach. My brother's the one marrying Bowser. Why do, why do I have such a weird boner right now? <laughs> These ropes just got so much tighter. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I've actually been this hard. I, I've surpassed my limit break. <laughs> so I have to, I have to get Peach to tie me up at home more often. Yeah, yeah it turns out I'm into rope play. Yeah, I'll just have to. I'll just have to. Uh, I'll just have to get a haircut and then make her wear it under her lip as a little mini mustache. Mm. <laughs> Don't forget the dirty mattress. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Maybe it's a prison, just, or he can stick his finger up her bum and give her a dirty Ouija or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then Luigi, <laughs> so then Luigi's saying, "I do think this flatters my complexion," and then Princess goes, "Hey, are you lost?" You know, she's talking to Mario, so obviously she's not lost, but then she pulls the Michael Jackson mask back on and says, like, <laughs> oh, what, what are you going to do with him? The piranhas are always hungry. He'll make a fine meal. And Mario's like, Argh. speaking of food, I'm hungry. Pizza, anyone? Me too, me too. I know a good place that delivers. My trees. That's our mom. Double cheese for me. Double cheese. <laughs> I'll order two of everything. Don't forget the mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> just turning into a big thing. Like, also, can, I gotta feel like in so fast. That's weird. 
Yeah, well, like in the canonical Mario horseshit that happened, uh, there was a time, uh, it's in Super Mario Sunshine, where baby Bowser Jr. is kind of like misled into believing that Peach is his mom, and Bowser is made out to be like a sad stepfather who's really trying to A, not break his kid's heart and tell him that that's not his mom, and B, trying to like plead with Peach and Mario and just be like, hey, do you think we could have shared custody over this kid that is not yours? <laughs> <laughs> so it's super kind of like creepy by the end when you really watch it, and this just makes it all the more worse. And they're saying it to Luigi. They're not even you know, saying you, it to Peach. Like they don't know, you know, but. And you thought Mrs. Doubtfire was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, this is just a whole other can of worms. Also, you know, whenever, a, I get, whenever I watch that movie these days, I just feel bad for Pierce Brosnan because he like tries to be the good stepdad, but like Robin Williams keeps <laughs> <his> life. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I, I can do a racist black man impression, so you know you're, you're fucked. Doesn't matter how nice you are to my kids, you'll always be gonna, Steve, and I'll be dead. Yeah, <laughs> good old step Steve. <laughs> Yeah, also, I just want to point out, as far as, like, my culinary precision uh, goes, I feel like in the Mushroom Kingdom or whatever the fuck universe this actually happens to be pertaining in, because I've never heard of Floyd in any other Mushroom Kingdom scenarios, but uh, you'd think that mushrooms would be, like, a scarcity to mm-hmm. the point where they would have to hide them in bricks. Or you know that they'd be their children? Since or that they would be... Toads. Yeah. yeah, other sentient creatures. That's fucked up, <laughs> calling a bunch of mushrooms and being like, hey, I want extra mushrooms on my pizza. Like, that's my base. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, I think maybe I have some children on my pizza. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like a bunch of greasy, like, <laughs> bottom-of-the-barrel. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Guys, maybe it's a bunch guys, of greasy bottom-of-the-barrel mushrooms jerking off on pies. I solved it. It's all the aborted Chinese girl mushrooms. Okay. Oh, right. mushroom fetuses. So yeah, exactly. Um, One child rule, as, and there we go. Brandon, as your culinary, <laughs> like, who? Why? Why is double everything? Like, why? I don't want double cheese and double anchovies on a pizza. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, just. I, I assume oh. that's just gluttony, or maybe they're rather doing us a favor and killing themselves faster. Well, there's mm-hmm. that. All right. Yeah. So let's, that's let's the way I look up. at it. Speaking of killing us faster, let's go. <laughs> okay. So. Then we get to see them make a call, which I think is the first time we've seen a phone in the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm. And then we get to see, and <laughs> then they got a wireless phone, which isn't a cell phone. It's just a phone with an antenna. <laughs> and then we can see Yoshi with glasses and a pizza and a Domino's pizza box. It's a disguise. On his back. It's like a massive box. And it goes, we have a delivery. And then, like, Commander speaking of Toad massive box, go, how's tires doing? Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> too soon. Oh my god! I hope to God she didn't just like pity listen to us for like a bunch of issues. <laughs> Holy fuck! You know, Mike, Mike's been Mike's, Mike's been nice to me lately. I think I'll just listen to his podcast. Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> so this is the second issue we've seen a purple afro. Where? Oh, and, Toad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pizza Toad now has a pink afro, making it the second time in this issue we've seen one. Yeah, so, it must have been a big deal in 92. Yeah. And then Yoshi, who's got the glasses on for some reason, they're like, oh yeah, thank God you had those glasses on, because without them you kind of look like a big fucking dinosaur. <laughs> it's the so, Clark Kent Superman paradox. 
I always wonder with Superman, like if he's, if he's wearing his costume, where the fuck is his boots? Because he's not showing up with like Clark Kent's running shoes on. I isn't the whole costume underneath his? Yeah, but does that mean he's wearing shoes under his boots? No, he's wearing boots he's under, boots his, under shoes, his shoes. Yeah. Thank you. But I mean, putting too much in this. If he's Superman, then he's like impervious, so he doesn't even need like like socks are just a luxury item, right? So like he's just wearing. Yeah, you think he'd be barefoot? Yeah, enough fabric so that he's not literally barefoot, and then you know puts his shoes on top of that. So you think the shoes are? You think the boots are just like hard looking socks? Yeah. Like little booties in the bottom of your like onesie. Superman huh. is a giant toddler. Okay. Is where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his undies on the outside. Yeah, he he just goes to school in his PJs, but his mom dresses him on the outside with his regular clothes, so his friends stop making fun of him. And she doesn't have to okay, beg so the other parents are... so hard to come to his birthday. <laughs> and, and 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 not have to lure them over with the threat of. You know, if he starts, like, throwing a temper tantrum or yelling at people at school, like, he could literally shake the whole building down. So. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, he's got a big cellophane S, and I just don't want to know what happens when you get touched by the cellophane S. So let's just not find yeah, out. If he, yeah, he's threatened to throw the S on his shirt at someone, and I don't know what the hell he means, but I think he can do yeah, it. But I, I mean, I think I, I, I think I saw him flying over his bed one I time. think he can do it. I, I don't want to believe, but I, I do. <laughs> And, you know, he threatened to, like, I'm pretty sure at one time he killed his dad by accident, and then he just ran around the planet, and then I think he didn't die, I think. Somehow, going around the world changes a universal conflict. Wait, did he kill Pa Kenny? No, I'm just like, well, he did save a village, but accidentally killed Lois, so then he went back in time, saved Lois, and killed the city. Yeah, and murdered the village instead. (laughs) Well... The trials and tribulations of being a Mary Sue, I guess. Yeah. It's hard for me to be sad for Superguy. Yeah, so the kids see that the pizza's almost here. They lower down the drawbridge, and he's like, here's your order, piping hot. It's a pizza party! I can't wait! And then Princess Peach in her sexy overalls (laughs) is holding a bomb saying, special delivery! And... Oh, she is still cute and hot, like just like packing all those bombs. She is a badass. Yeah, I was bitch. gonna say women power, man. This is what it was about. You don't see. I know Princess Peach, the first, the first feminist. Yeah, you don't see broads like this nowadays. Probably because I keep referring to them as broads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these dames. <laughs> and here's Donald. Yeah, and here's Donald Floyd holding a bomb. Yeah, clearly against his will. Oh yeah, well no, like, but you know, they're his bombs. He just doesn't want to be seen holding them. Right? They've all got his name on yep, the side. It's, it's, <laughs> it's got a nice golden T on the back of each one. Yeah, that's the fuse. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then it says, to be continued. So I can't wait to see what badass bitch Peach does with all this, but it's going to be cute, I bet. I'm really worried that they're going to... That's the end of the Mario Kart. I'm really worried that they're going to just, uh, whatever the next frame is, that they're just going to like wrap it up in like a... A quick little throwback. I can't believe I'm worried about the plot of a Mario co- uh, Mario comic. That's how good it is. <laughs> I'm genuinely. So I think that takes. Yeah. Well, that takes us to the end of I believe this issue. We'll be uh, finishing up the rest of the issue. Uh, well, for you, you said that retardedly. <laughs> that brings us to the end of this right. half. There we go. <laughs> I'm not the one that usually does the break. There we go. All right.
Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's your cue to cue me up for it. <laughs> All right, so we reached the end of our first half. Um, we are just ending it after the Mario comic, and we'll pick it back up at Counselor's Corner on page 70. Um, thanks for tuning in, and uh, if you'd like to reach out to us in between um, podcasts, find us on Facebook and look for Playing With Power Podcast. That's the best way to reach us. You can also reach out to Mike on Twitter at power 88 If you'd like to send us a few dollars, keep the show going, you can go on patreon.com slash playingwithpower. And if you'd like to be so kind as to leave a review on iTunes, please go forth and do that. Just and make sure uh, that if you're going to review anything that you realize what our goal is. <laughs> and then, any, and then base your review on that. <laughs> any review at all is appreciated. Thank you Thank for your you. comments. We'll take them and uh, incorporate any changes we feel necessary into the show. Um, and with that, I think I'll go ahead and uh, sign us out here, gentlemen. I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And I'm John. And and I'm Brandon. I thought you guys were just going to keep closing. Yeah, right. I, thought, I thought for sure you were just going to shut her down. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you're now you're playing. Hey there. Welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast. We are on part two for volume 37 from June of 1992 with Lemmings on the cover. So again, uh, Playing With Power podcast is the issue based issue retrospective about nintendo power magazine i am your host ben and with me as always are my co-hosts mike hello and john howdy and we have a friend of the podcast and returning guest brandon on the show gentlemen how are you this evening mm. and uh, brandon is also the co-host of the uh, taste test with indeed. mike indeed and hopefully your uh, question we are tired, but we are soldiering on. <laughs> I'm powering hopefully through here. Show, hopefully that show will be up by the time this episode is released. I was going to say, hopefully our listeners will have a chance to experience both uh, sides of the right. sides of the coin. I think they should by this by this point. So we're picking it up at Counselor's Corner on page seventy. So again, we're in the newer format, which unfortunately doesn't have the counselor bios anymore, which is probably our favorite part of the podcast. Yeah. We still have some photos of the lads, um, but uh, <laughs> that's it. Oh, my God. Kemp? Kemp? Yeah, Kemp. Kemp? Oh, dear God. Yeah, yeah Kemp is, yeah. A, is a gold mine, but let's save him for a sec. Unless, uh, unless anybody right. has anything to say about Final Fantasy. Uh, Final Fantasy 2, great game. We've, uh, we've covered that episode. Yeah, how do we get special? How do we get special weapons? Is there anything like beautiful music editing? <laughs> excellent, excellent editing. Thank you. And we get to see uh, how to get special weapons for the game. And uh, I know that later on they'll do another one. I don't know if it's in classified information or in the council's corner, but there's one trick to duplicate certain weapons that you get by using an equip uh, item menu glitch. Really? So that like you equip it and then unequip it and then exit the menu and then like it's you're still holding it while you have it in the item menu, so now you've got two of them. Oh neat. And they just like full out put that in disclosure in the in the magazine, eh? In the either a future issue. Yeah. Because this uh it's, it's just one. one of the things I remembered reading. Yeah. This one just tells you how to get how to get nice uh well, you finally have a reason to fight some of these awful enemies on the moon, which, you know, it, there comes a point usually when you grind in games where no matter where you are, if you stay there long enough, 
the hard enemies become manageable so then you can plow through and make it through the entire level to get to the end boss. Oh, yeah. Whereas if you start off weak, you're like, by the time you get to the boss, you are just... Well, you don't, because yeah. you get killed halfway through, because these things just wear you the fuck down. No kidding. But, yeah, with Final Fantasy 2, I never really got to the point where I felt superior. Like, these guys all feel like mini-bosses on the moon. Every it time you... Just... Every time you walk up to a battle, you're always pre-shaking before you even start, eh? <laughs> Which is great that we're just discussing a game that we've already discussed. Jeez, come on, guys. Oh, man. Every time that screen goes, and you're just like, oh, fuck, can I run away? All right. So that was brought to us by lovely Kyle Carlson. Kyle Carlson. Who's clearly not looking at the camera. Yeah, but doing all right. But speaking of creepy serial killers, we've got Kent Lundstedt giving us Mega Man 4 tips. What's the best Which already name? sounds like a Finnish serial killer. <laughs> he just looks I like he's like... standing outside my window right now. <laughs> That's, what like. That's what the mugshot is. Himself. Yeah, he's got like a half bull cut type thing going on. I don't know yeah. what to call it. He honestly looks it's... like a, a Hitler Youth reject is what it is. Absolutely. Like, he <laughs> was in the Hitler Youth program and they're like, man, you are twisted. You have to You're go You're too home. fucking evil and creepy <laughs> for us. We invited you to the yeah. Hitler Youth program so that you could associate with young kids your age and instead you keep standing outside the circle and looking at everybody from under your weird bowl cut get out <laughs> and you can't grow a toothbrush mustache yeah. so get, out. <laughs> get you, on the train you, you had you had the blonde hair the blue eyes yeah you, you were so close but you know you should only be looking like you're going to kill jews you only <laughs> kill everybody Listen, we've yeah, all we had a talk, and you've got this real rapey look in your eye, and it's making everybody uncomfortable, so... <laughs> oh, you know what I think is happening? Uh, if you take a look at the, his right ear, I believe that is a hoop earring. I think, oh. I think oh, Kemp gosh, is having some so uh, gender identity issues. <laughs> or, or he's one of those like European metalheads that's like was like one of the pioneers in body mods. <laughs> That's possible. I mean, <laughs> who, who knows what who knows what he's rammed through his penis? Mm. Also, oh, conspiracy God. theory. The Ramstein. Conspiracy <laughs> theory. Kemp. All right. Too close to comp for me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Mine, Kemp. Anyway, he is uh, giving you advice on what the best order to take in beating the bosses is for Mega Man Four. So, decent advice all around. Yep, and uh, we got like John's favorite uh, regular over at the Manhole Club, Ringman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next up we got Adventures of Lolo Three. Uh, someone wrote in how to, how to get past one of the more difficult levels, and we got uh, Mark Vwich answering. He looks like a uh, like an older version of Fez from that '70s show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking um, the same thing. And Vwich sounds like some kind of like Twitter handle from the 80s. <laughs> and then uh, next up we get for it's Prince like, of Persia. Like he's made like he's made like a triangular sandwich and he's just <laughs> calling it the V-Witch. Mm. The V-Witch. <laughs> so you save money. Chef Mark. No, <laughs> he's, he calls himself V-Witch because he, he eats at the girl's V so much they gave him the name, you know? There you go. <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. And there you go. The way he eats... The way he eats that V is like magic. I was taking it way too culinary. Sorry. I was taking it way too culinary and thinking that 
he just couldn't think of his own twist on a sandwich. So he just got the regular like white bread, ham, cheese, and then when you cut it like like straight down the middle, he cuts yeah. it at an angle. And he's like, ooh, it. the V-Witch. Mm. Got to order the V-Witch. I'll tell you Try who's who's, uh, who's not getting a V-Witch is uh, Mike Bush <laughs> on the next page here. <laughs> uh. <laughs> this poor kid went for the uh, Howard look. Looks like a Howard clone. And uh, he's giving advice on Prince of Persia for Game Boy. Yeah, he's like, he's like the Joker and Howard had a baby. Uh, <laughs> and smile that baby did not get laid. Okay. Yeah. He looks like um, he looks like the guy who plays the new Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four. Who's that guy? Miles something. Miles Teller. Miles Keller. Yeah, the new yeah. Reed Richards kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, what it looks right. like. Also, this Prince Speak- of Persia advice is genuinely helpful because I remember getting to the okay. mirror stage and nearly gave up if it weren't for my spastic rage. That made me accidentally <laughs> jump through the mirror rather than actually melodically figuring out that if I take a few steps back and carefully jump, I can do the thing that the game is asking. I was positive <laughs> that the game was broken, so I was happy to just rage on it until it succeeded. And then, and then also, they even warn you here with the tip that you'll have to fight your doppelganger later. The, um, once you pass through the mirror, a ghost splits off, um, and you'll have to deal with him later. So that's cool that they actually give you that heads up, too. Mm-hmm. So next up, we've got a special feature, which yeah, is I interesting. I don't think we've ever seen anything like this before. No, this is a whole feature about the arcade games out at the time. So it's nice. called Arcade Game Update, a roundup of 1992 coin-up standouts. So it's, uh, it's interesting because uh, clearly some of these have been ported over to Super Nintendo or Nintendo, but others have not and uh, never did. So it's interesting to see what they featured here, and, and you, so, makes you think what they might have been planning. Before you know. we get going, I I have to skip to seventy seven and the bottom right, Robo Pitch. <laughs> Tell us about this, this game, uh, John. This, uh, this thing is the most. Oh my god! This thing is the it's most a real doll. It's the most glorious thing I've ever seen. <laughs> We gotta put this picture up on Facebook. <laughs> so it's like it's if it's like if you took if you took a if you took a mannequin and like made a pitching machine. <laughs> I'm wondering so, like, how the, the arm idea, works. Does it actually idea, like wind up and throw? <laughs> the idea This real doll is a pitcher and a catcher. Wink wink. Alright. Um, the idea here is like that it's a more realistic like it's for actual baseball teams is what they're saying <laughs> but the, they're like it's this idea that would like the make the, the pitching machine more realistic to help like train batters I guess but oh dear god like it looks so creepy and just that, so like, wrong I can this reminds me say... of the uh, taxi driver from uh, Total Recall Johnny Cab oh yeah, yeah just Johnny Cab. Head. <laughs> yep. Hi, welcome to Johnny Cap. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he, What's he, he asking like, for? Quaaludes like... or something? <laughs> That's what they he use in the future like... for currency, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just according to Cosby. <laughs> All right. It's like a Thunderbirds reach. So sorry to skip to the end there, but that was just so good. That... All right. So what games do we have in here? We have um, Street, Street Fighter Two. All the good games. Chun Li doing. 
yeah, with Chun Li doing her impression of the thinker. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. And that so that game that game does get ported to the Super NES eventually. I, yes, I'm pretty sure. So yep. sure and does. there's X Men. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love the I love the picture of the cabinet here saying like the line forms here. We're giving you a chance to see what it looks like because you won't be able to see through the crowd at the local <laughs> arcade, and they show us a blank fucking cabinet. <laughs> yep. It's got no stickers, no God, nothing. Thank God, thank God, we got that sneak peek. The cabinet yeah. is blank, and so is the fucking screen. It's an unfinished so, cabinet thanks, with no game in it. For the, <laughs> thanks for the nothing. Yep. Oh my God, Gail, you're fucking blowing it. So what they're really saying is, what you want to look for when you get into the arcade after getting out of your DeLorean from the '80s is you want to look <laughs> around, find the sweet, sweet X-Men. Uh, cabinet with six people crowded around it, oh, God, and then yes. look yeah, over to I, the dark, dark, dingy corner where, like, it looks like the machines aren't plugged in, and you'll find a blue cabinet over there, and that's the one you want to find. Oh <laughs> come on, Super <laughs> Street Fighter was pretty popular, but that yes, that the next game up is the X Men Six Man uh, Brawl. It's a brawler, right? It's like a fighting game. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember it and Beat him it being up. awesome. It was just awesome. <laughs> we get to see Wolverine getting knocked on his ass, which is oh, yeah. hilarious. So just. Did they port they ported this one too. I, I remember. No, right? they never did. Uh, no, this one didn't. Okay. Yeah, because maybe uh, nope. six maybe six man action. I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna they, say it, can, it didn't have the <laughs> only on John's birthday. You, they have mm-hmm. it on uh, iOS and Android now. They have ported it eventually to iOS mm. and Android, but it's only oh, one wow. player, I think. What the fuck? Well, never, I mean, six people crowd around your player. phone would be dumb. <laughs> you could do it. Ne- you could do it like on the network, though. I mean, we all yeah, you could do that. Also. Yeah. So yeah. also, I, I just. Her- Sorry. Go ahead. You're fine. Well, you can get the main ROMs for either the four-player version or the six-player version, but it's just it is weird trying to play the six-player version on like a, a TV, even if you have a widescreen. It just takes up so much real estate. But sorry, yeah. Brandon. What were you about to say? Uh, I was just going to say, like, I can imagine, uh, I can only imagine the number of times that kids had to be escorted from the arcade by, like, other dweebier looking kids who were just a little bit taller <laughs> than them, probably, from, like, you know, even just, like, having four guys around the cabinet and everybody's elbows are out and everybody's fucking heads are right into the screen and they're all just smashing away whose quarter's next mm-hmm. and all this shit. And just imagine a bow going stray and just catching somebody right in the eye socket and then... You know, you got kids scrapping over quarters and spilt milkshakes. and I don't know. I, I remember people being pretty civil at arcades. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know about that. But yeah, you haven't been to the Canadian arcade. Yeah, I can just imagine <laughs> the X-Men getting the, getting the rage out. And nah, just nah. No, 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 no. People were fine. Uh, fine. So, and then Turtles in Time, which I know that was ported because I remember playing it on the Super yes. Nintendo. So, oh, yeah. Um, looking great. It's a great game. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Total Carnage. I don't really remember that game. Super. Looks like Smash TV. It's just Smash mm-hmm. TV, right? It's a follow-up. Yeah, it's follow-up. It says here, it's Smash TV too. combination of Scarface and Mutoid Man from Smash TV. Yeah, it says follow-up to Smash TV. And then uh, there's a football game called Super High Impact, which no one remembers. Maybe... Which is a really misleading name for a football game. <laughs> it's like porn mm-hmm. move. And then... Um, <laughs> there's, there's a game a... called Driver's Eyes, where mm-hmm. it has like this whole seat and uh, three screens... And a steering wheel, and it says the adjustable seat is attached to a body sonic system. <laughs> so that means they put a subwoofer under your ass. Pretty much. Yeah, but it's a it's a Formula One game with like three screens, and it looks like pretty decent, I'd say. So you can see the best polygons that 1992 has to offer. That's right. There's a yeah. Su- Suzuki. Also, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. My my thing was no, totally just a dickhead. Well, I was gonna say. Right. Um, 
<laughs> for the for the fact that it's got three screens on a racing game where you're trying to go mm-hmm. as fast as possible, right? What the fuck are the side screens doing? Showing you shit that you went past? Yeah, give you. I think it's to see if someone's trying to pass you. Yeah. No, it's no, no, no. It's just immersion. It's like gives you wider, yeah. wider field of view, basically. Exactly. So. I guess so, um, but if you're driving and anything is on any of the other screens, your car is facing the wrong direction. Yeah, you don't <laughs> like, much, you have a problem. It's more, it, it more just looks cool, and since you can get closer to it and still theoretically be able to see more, like there are a lot of racing games that do this now. Like a lot of mm-hmm. yeah. high-end sim guys will build like home rigs that have like three widescreen monitors for more immersion. And you're not looking behind you; you're just getting yeah. more field of view. It's more for peripheral so. vision than it is for like directly looking at it. You're getting a sense like, okay, there's a car coming up on my right. You get that feeling so you can kind of see out of the corner of your eye versus sort yeah. of nothing, and it's just a surprise. It, it so. is that feeling of immersion. So, uh, uh, we, we skipped Total Carnage, and we shouldn't have. Okay. Because if you remember... <laughs> I know Smash what you're going to say. They drop, they drop down bills and gold bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Here, it seems like you collect American flags because, mm-hmm. you know, super patriotism or whatever. And, oh my god, is this here? The story is set in the aftermath of a war. Reporters set to the Kukistan Desert to cover the war begin to disappear the Doomsday Squad. And then we get to see a cutscene of this guy who looks like M. Bison in front of a radiation symbol. And it says, the action can be fierce and is definitely gory, but Akboob has to be defeated. <laughs> oh I like the next god. part, you the little blurb right after that. Ak-boob. Yeah, the, the baby milk factory. Yeah, the little yeah, because you, you uh, after you fight your way through the desert, take a short short break, and then you smash the road to the airport. Once you've disabled the airport, the only thing left is to take out General Akboob himself <laughs> at the baby milk factory, also known as Akboob's Chemical and Nuclear Development Corporation. So basically. You have to go disable an entire airport, which is just modern warfare getting ripped off, and then you have no to. English. Yeah, no and then English. you have, and then you have to go in to somebody's baby milk factory, which I'm alarmed by. I don't know if anybody else's red lights are going off, but that's got some serious uh, no-no zone. Well, the whole the warnings. whole idea here is this tongue-in-cheek. It's very like intentional. Well, we all know we all know that Similac is just a front for you know the ISIS. So, <laughs> so you know, screw feeding your baby powdered milk. Like we all know that, you know, you should like run a Geiger counter on it, and make sure there's no yeah excess uranium isotopes in it. Yeah, all right, yeah. I guess of, if you're looking at it, as a satire. radiation poisoning. Let's continue on. All right, <laughs> Coca-Cola Suzuka eight hours. So yeah, that's a bike racing game, a Suzuki uh, bike simulator. There's also another Grand Prix. Uh, simulating game called Grand Prix. I'm sorry, are we not going to discuss why this thing is called <laughs> Eight Hours Coca-Cola? Suzuki? It's because it's an eight-hour yeah, endurance weird. race, Mike. That's why. Just don't overthink it. <laughs> hours on the. Fr- I mean, like, you've I seen like Le Mans twenty-four hours. Like, there's. I mean, there and there was a whole Gran Gran Turismo mode where you had to beat the Le Mans twenty-four hour race. Like, dear God, I don't know how people did that because like playing a game for twenty-four hours straight would like especially just like a Gran Turismo game, but. Uh, I know at least Triforce got to play Tetris when he set his gold record. Uh, yeah. His record. So, and then there's a Grand Grand Prix F1 game, and then there's another game called Bots here, which is like a mech game, <coughs> early 3D um, game, kind of interesting. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently made by the same engine that brought us the Money for Nothing video. <laughs> so, and then there's also they're showing off the Nintendo Super System 
uh, cabinet. I've seen these in, in arcades. They're kind of weird, but the idea is that mm-hmm. you could um, play um, Super Nintendo games, and they're saying you could you test drive the games before you buy them, and, and apparently they have missed... Although, although he's playing RoboCop 3, which I believe is a Nintendo game. And they what have, the hell is with the side art like on Mr. the cabinet, Be- by the way? Mr. Bean, like trying. Yeah, I was wondering. They got, they got like they got every reader's dad as the cover. <laughs> yeah, and, but they, and apparently they got like a Sega Game Gear as a VR as a uh, as a as a Google Cardboard thing. It looks like the Wii U. Yeah, contro- uh, the Wii yeah U as I say, Wii U Pro's classic controller. <laughs> Maybe that's where they stole so. the design from. They were flipping through and they're like, "How can we take this stupid stick thing and make it more innovative?" Holy shit! Have you guys seen <laughs> this picture? It looks just like our old controllers. <laughs> We'll switch back to the yeah, old controller. That's how they designed the N64. It's innovative. Just look back at one of their uh, NES. What was that shitty controller with the stick in the middle? Sixty-four. Game Gear. No. Ben, when we were reading the, the early issues, we yeah we saw the uh, oh issues oh yeah it was like the Mega and, controller yeah one of the Mega Drive or something Mega like that. Super. It's just a clusterfuck of buttons in the middle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The everything with a stick in the middle. Yes, and we realized the N sixty four wasn't their first attempt. It wasn't an experiment. <laughs> it was them going back to the drawing board and thinking, "Shit, we skipped this over." This was yeah. genius. I like how they were uh, to take their fingers off the side and move them towards the middle to get some weird action going on. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of weird action going like- on. Arcana, the video game. Let's keep moving, guys. Before, it's getting late. It's hold getting on. Late. Before we get that much further ahead, I just want to add that I really like how they actually have um, paddles on the cabinet instead of, uh, you know, the joystick and the buttons. If you zoom in, there's like a, a white paddle beside him. It looks like he's holding the other paddle. Mm-hmm. You're a paddle. I don't know if anybody else is zooming right. in. <laughs> Speaking of zooming in, uh, Arcana, the video game. <laughs> Brandon's a real paddle file. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right. I do like my magnifying So Arcana, feature. the video game. Ar- Arcana. Let's move on, guys. All right. <laughs> For the Super Nintendo. So we got some interesting art here of apparently uh, a tarot card reader showing some cleavage and brandishing a oh, sword. Yeah. yeah. So this game actually is play. It's an it's a dungeon crawling, like three D, um, like tarot card driven game it's really weird did, did any of you try it out or anything going into this not a chance to. this game looks fantastic it's not is it, but is um it doom with Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> so the idea is that like um that's a good question the enemies are look like 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 cards they pop up and um you have a team of up to four people at a time depending on like who you've run into and like you gather cards for like extra abilities and stuff. It's super weird. Um, There's been card games that have worked in the past. Well, I guess the problem here is that the so there's a screen on page eighty where you see them like walking through the world. Like you would think that you would run into encounters like out there. No, like you just go from like dungeon to dungeon, and the dungeons themselves just look like you look like. Um, it's like Doom. Like page. Yeah, it's basically, yeah, like Wolfenstein or Doom, so it's kind of hard to find your way around. I mean, looking at these maps, like, these are, like, pretty intricate areas, like, and it's one of those games where, like, you take one step, if you, like, take a look to the right, an enemy can, like, spawn, if you turn back straight, an enemy can spawn, like, so it's really oh, hard so it's to get around. Oh, so it's got Castlevania 1 mechanics. Yes, <laughs> and so the problem is, like, 
it's just very tricky to get through all the areas with what I understood. But, like, the idea is interesting, and, like, maybe if it was more, like, less... If it wasn't constrained by, like, having to um, go, like, click by click through, like, 3D, kind of quasi-3D tunnels, it would be a little more mm. interesting. So, like the, like, the combat system of the cards and everything is interesting, but, like, the way the just the execution of the game itself is just doesn't lend itself to being all that fun is my you understanding. Know, maybe we should run this game on a uh, special episode of the taste test. Yeah, considering it's kind of down you know, your guys' house, <laughs> for sure. If, some, if somebody makes a request on the Facebook page once we uh, put up some polls. Mm-hmm. So, um, I didn't look that much into this game, I'll be honest. I, I tried to understand what it was. It's if you were going to design a game that would keep me away, you would say dungeon crawling, like card based combat. (laughs) 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 So, uh, but, uh, you guys go ahead and talk. I've, I've said my piece. Mike's segues (laughs) need work though. uh, What would keep me away is if it had the same look of these ultra bots what? For the, uh, for the fold out. No, we we're skipping, huh? Okay, wow, Mike moved fast. Let's move on to... Oh, I thought we were done. We're good. Uh, let's move on to the uh, fold-out poster. So, I actually yeah. looked into this game because it looked kind of interesting. This oh, game yeah. never came out. Yeah. <laughs> it like, was a DOS like... game. That, yeah. Yeah. Sounds familiar. So, we've got, just for our listeners here that aren't looking at this... We've got uh, an old-school 3D rendering of just looks like really simple plasticky polygons. Yeah. And it's a couple of robots on, like, a barren field. And what was that one... random TV show that was rendered like this? Oh. Reboot. reboot. Yeah, that's Reboot. It. I was just about to say it. Yeah, yeah I think a reboot. reboot was better. Mm. Well, right. Oh, yeah. Reboot definitely probably had better graphics, to be honest. Not to say that these... Well, yeah. Or that was, much worse. This was like, 1992. This game right. did come out for DOS in 1995, but like mm. it was many iterations later. But it never made, it never saw light on console. Not if it looked like this. Hard, <laughs> hardly the same game by then. Does, does it look like this? This first robot is wearing some kind of football helmet. Yeah. Yes. He looks kind of like. Glad that you said that. Who's the? What are the 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 globby the globby aliens in um, Futurama like? Oh, what am I like the the green guy? Oh, like the reptiles? Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that Are you talking about the? Oh, the uh, the Gers. Gers. Yeah, that's it. This guy. Are looks you talking like... about like Lur and Gur from Planet Obacon? Yeah. Omicron. Omicron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. This guy looks Brandon like the total uh, he's he's being constructed oh, yeah. out of uh, balloon animals. Like, and like a football, <laughs> and a football helmet and a reason. football helmet yeah yeah and all purple and like a horrible tinge of green for the for the crotch uh collarbone area and so it's yeah. called yeah. Uh, i'm kind of glad we didn't see this called ultra again i just want to point out why does a robot need a cock piece i don't know how many times <laughs> i have to ask this question what? well but in what universe does a robot need a cock piece that's how pod, you start the robot because you start piece, with a dildo way. Yeah. Cod piece. <laughs> oh. You start with the cock piece. From there. <laughs> and then you work your way up. How do I get the dildo get to it. be where I need it? Well, I should give it legs so it can follow me around. <laughs> right. And, you know, like, yep. you know, if it can walk around. What if it could, how, how what if it could hold stuff for me? Yeah, yeah it's got to be able to open to knobs. Me, so right. I need to be able to get it to turn open knobs as well as play with mine. <laughs> and then... <laughs> 
So this and is then, like, Mikey, you know, you're looking at this far too practical. Yes, you're looking at this like a man would. You got to look at this like a female would. Mm. You got a dildo and you need you need a hot bath and a glass of wine poured, but your two hands are mm. holding your romantic novel. There you go. Uh-huh. So what do you do? Right? You just add legs and arms to the dildo so it can <laughs> run you a bath and pour you your glass and then do the rest of the work for exactly. you. Exactly. Brandon See? is a fucking genius. <laughs> This is this is how these this is why the, these and, robots and, and ladies have cod pieces. Clearly, ladies, he's sensitive. Hmm. He's sensitive uh, and he's single. Sensitive and single. Oh, okay. So if the subtitle for this That's game right, is ladies. Sanction Earth, coming soon to your Super NES from Data East and Nova Logic, and it's coming know, soon. The sub so are you. coming never. The sub the subtitle for the game is coming soon. And <laughs> That's it. Just coming soon. Yep. <laughs> Maybe eventually. All right. So, ladies want an athletic man, so they just put a helmet on it to give it that illusion, like he's got a high-class paying job. And... But games that actually came yeah. out, we're yeah. talking about super driving games. They have Top Gear. <laughs> <laughs> put on your racing helmets. Forget about those robot football helmets. We're talking about super driving games. We've got Top Gear and F1 ROC. There we go. John, walk we'll us through this. Top Gear, if you don't mind. Top Gear, I will say, I was actually really excited doing my prep here because it might be one, it might be my favorite Super Nintendo racing game. Like, I love this game. Uh, it's pretty simple. It's in the vein of like Outrun. Um, I didn't even realize this at the time, but like, uh, you get basically just pick between four different cars. The only real strategy is the top speed and the fuel consumption. So like, as you get further along in the game. Uh, the races get longer, and so if you use a car with a little bit less um, top speed but more fuel consumption, um, or, like better, or better on the end. fuel, yeah, yeah. So you have to like space out your pit stops because otherwise you have to like pit in the middle. It slows you down, and you're, like the people can over overtake you. So um, it does require a bit of it of learning like what you need for the different races, but. Um, Outside of that, you know, it's it's just it's pretty simple arcade racer. But what, like everyone I know that has ever played this game <laughs> knows the game for, is it's sixteen uh, bit music. It just like has a really great like techno soundtrack. Like I was at a at a party once uh, in high school, <laughs> and I mentioned like. Oh, there's that, uh, there's that great. Uh, you ever played that game like Top Gear? And like this random, this we're well, not random. This friend of mine she turns to me and she goes oh my god the music's amazing in that game like completely unprompted like (laughs) (laughs) so um and i uh, there's videos all over youtube of like people playing electric guitar piano um orchestras playing the soundtrack to this game like it, it is very like very very good music for um for this generation so uh i think ben wanted me to play like the intro song i guess is that is that the deal Oh, we can have. Or you can give it to me, and I could lay it in. Yeah, he okay. can just lay it in. All right, I'll send you a link. There we go. So, anyway, I'm sure uh, we're listening to the amazing tones that uh, Mike has put in. So, ooh, so smooth, so sweet. Um, mm. The only thing that really changes otherwise is uh, a couple of the modes have um, like night driving, like New York's at night. Uh, so you have like if you look at page 86, you can kind of see you can only see just like a little bit out in front of the car. So. That's pretty interesting, um, and then like oh, when, shit. You, when you run into things, like a little um, comment bubble kind of pops up out of the car. It's kind of funny. Like you can see at the top right of that page too. Like 
uh, what are you blind or whatever? Like some guy had ran into him. <laughs> so like, hey, did you get your license from a cereal box? <laughs> well, it's shorter than that, but yeah. <laughs> so um, and there's a bunch of different modes. They're all pr like they're all pretty, and I, I mean I don't think I was that good at video games when I played through this game uh, originally. So I don't think I got through to all the different modes, but I really liked it. Uh, I will say the Hiroshima track is the bomb, so uh, give that oh. a try. <laughs> You get to nuke your opponents. I get it. <laughs> I think the German track is yeah. just is the right track. <laughs> so anyway, right. insert uh, Scandinavia joke. So there's also. <laughs> oh, I didn't awesome. have anything. I panicked. Brandon, Brandon Oslo, Oslo looks like it's giving you the finger guns. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Brandon, you also be able what to comes? come with something more than that. <laughs> Okay, so the next game up is oh, yeah. F1 Rock or F1 Race of Champions. And it's an F1 racing game. It uses the, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, just lost my three-inch thought. The Mode 7 chip. Racing? So the Mode 7 chip, it pretty much looks like uh, a poor man's uh, Super Mario Kart, which hasn't come out yet. Um, huh. No shells. No shells is uh, you're racing sort of high above the field, and they kind of look like little toys. Um, yeah, the perspective here is kind of strange. It is a weird but perspective. Got a good screenshot here of that redhead with the headset on. <laughs> it kind of looks wow. like um, it kind of looks like Mario oh, yeah. Mario Kart perspective. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. This is exactly like Mario Kart, except it's a four man's version of it. Well, you don't have like the, real, uh, whenever I play uh, world like definitely. modern racing games, mm -hmm. whenever I play like modern racing games, that's the view I always find myself taking is the most pulled back view that I can get. Well, yeah. I so mean, to be honest, yeah, that doesn't bother me too much, especially in an early game. Though, also, side note, Mike, you have a real fucking knack for finding the most eight-bit pictures and then making them like depraved. Not to mention on the same page that you found the sweet-looking redhead, which I will commend you on. There's two hot looking Mrs. something or others, assumably America or Miss Italy Grand and Germany. It just, says, it just says Grand Prix. Miss Grand Prix. A couple of pretty goddamn ladies, and you're down here yeah. looking at Little Miss Sunglasses. Because she looks like Princess Peach. She looks like she Julia looks like, Roberts. You're all about, she looks like Nicole Kidman. Yeah, she looks like Julia Roberts, for sure. She looks like sure. Nicole Kidman yeah. in Days uh, of Thunder. Get it right. And then... No, she does not. Um, next time... If, if Julia she was Roberts blonde. Princess Peach... Nicole Kidman was Yeah, I see Julia right Roberts. I have no reference mm. on Nicole Kidman, to be honest. But, like, honestly, I'm going to. It gonna wasn't Nicole Kidman in Days of Thunder. Likes... Oh! Yes, it was. Then we look at, we look at the drop. Italy track. The, the Italy track looks like a full set dildo. Dude, that's like where he met. That's where Tom Cruise met Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I think I'm thinking of Top Gun. <laughs> or the Italy track. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of Top Gun. Said the Italy track. Oh, man. Yeah, never mind. That's Meg Ryan. <laughs> That wasn't. Oh, Meg Ryan. No, I'm thinking of the other person, the teacher. Oh, yeah. But Meg Ryan was the other Goose's uh, wife. Meg Ryan, yeah, Goose's wife. I was thinking of... Alright, so in the Facebook chat, I'm going <laughs> to post in a little bit of justice here. So Very good. Alright, next up we've got Krusty's oh. Super Fun House. Well, we already covered Lemming, so... <laughs> is it exactly? No, we it's not it is, Lemmings, is it? It is pretty much Lemmings, um, but it, it's, like, much better artwork. Well, you control um, Krusty, right? 
Well, yeah, so you're you're walking around as crusty, but, like, the idea is these rats are going through, and you have to, like, create the right... Um, environment like, for the environment yeah. where the where the rats go to somewhere where like one of the other system characters will like get rid of them for crusty <laughs> just well, like, leave them into a bag so basically so, it's like murderous lemmings like in bit with like well yeah the good so news is though the, is you're not the, having to the use the video game version you're not having to use the 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 d-pad to activate a mouse cursor though you guys no, you're just walking guy around the screen you're walking you, crusty around yeah yeah so yeah and then you have to so this is the, the to their destruction this is the video game version of the Disney documentary, What Are Lemmings? <laughs> <laughs> Krusty's just corralling them all into the fireplace or wherever the fuck. <laughs> Krusty brand documentary. Hey kids, why are rats suicidal? Yeah. What's the deal with those rats and how do they keep running off cliffs? We're I mean, here to find them. out. Look at them. I put up these bricks, these conveyor belts, this one door that opens and leads to a rat trap, and they go right into it. Crazy. <laughs> they must be. They must not have any flight or flight instinct. <laughs> this must be a. This must be a brain fart of evolution, de- designing a creature to kill itself. <laughs> there is also a- the uh, the main cover. Why is there like echoes of the characters? Like there's three Barts and there's three Krusties and all the mice. I don't know. What the, the hell is that about? Probably an acid trip. Some, some- <laughs> Someone learned how to use the copy-paste function, and they were unsupervised. <laughs> so there's... You got a little ham crazy. Also, Bart's coloring is way off, and Homer's coloring on the... I do, en- I do enjoy little... that one of the characters that does the, disper- like, does the disposal of the rats is Corporal Punishment on page 96. And um, another really... <laughs> what was I going to say? Is he eating them? No, like, so the, the goal, oh the goal of each... No, he the... is eating them. Look at him, he's got, he's like, oh, he is eating it. like shit. a friggin' snake. Damn yeah. It. yeah, and it says in the first line. method of eliminating each troop of rats is eating them. Hmm. So, like, each, each of these psycho. machines, like, so, like, Homer, what, like, hits him with, like, a laser. Uh, but, like, yeah. yeah, so, like, each green station where you're going. Homer nukes them. Well, so, okay, so let's look, let's look through well, all the yeah, ways that I'm... rats are killed. So, they have a pickle jar. Says so a rat will fall into a yeah. glass jar and get stuck. The jar then serves as a step for other rats. So you can take the rat to a trap, um, and then Krusty kicks and breaks the jar. You have Bart a cheese uses, eater Bart uses grater. The rat trap where he smashes them on page ninety-three. Okay. You know, this yeah. game could have been, this game could have been perfect with one swap instead of Krusty. You could have just made it itchy or scratchy. And then oh my god! Scratchy mice. killing the 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 mice would have been cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have been like sweet. But revenge. it doesn't really work. And that then great. and then a Mario Genius. two ending. Then a Mario two ending where you realize it was just a dream. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, work. and how good would it have been for their like cross promotion tie-ins and shit to have like the TV show that the kids are constantly watching is a game that we can play in the real world. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you why didn't they episode? do that? Remember that episode when Bart wanted to see the Itchy and Scratchy movie? Or the one where yeah. Itchy kills, uh, where Itchy finally kills Scratchy, and then we finally this gets to, and they can just say, "This could Bart, be what, that." What did what did they see? Go to your local game store and buy Scratchy's mouse slaughter. So we got Homer um, missed action, frying up uh, rats with a laser power gun, and then you've got yeah. uh, sideshow Mel. Uh, trapping rodents, filling them up with air, and then popping them. them the yeah. Dog. 
full on dick dope. Yeah. And then we have this, uh, it, this this game does look pretty interesting. I would actually like to give this game a try and I might <laughs> because it's kinda in, it's kinda weird, like in mm-hmm. a in a fun way. Totally like sadistic. <laughs> yeah. Well, John, if, if you want a guest on the taste test, uh, no thanks. We can talk about this. Uh, so Bart <laughs> is uh, activating no an automatic rat shredder, <laughs> so it just shreds the rats right yeah. up. And that's the last one we say we we see in the article here. So but anyway, got, uh, it'd be nice to see. It would be nice to see what Marge has. Mm-hmm. They even have the Duff Cola factory. They call it yep. Cola. Duff nice. Cola. That's Bar- funny. Barney, Barney would just Barney would just run them through a beer funnel and then just pour it into a mug and right. drink them. Richard, no, Barney's yeah. drinking bottles that came from the factory that all have rats in them. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's even better. Richard Gear Richard Gear would send them somewhere else, that's for sure. Ayo. <laughs> just bent over, he's just bent over the bar with like a, a toilet paper rolled tube in his butt. All right. Uh, that's in. a vision. Okay. With that uh, left in, left left on your palates, let's get a let's get a palate cleanser in here and go to the uh, players poll contest. Players poll contest. Oh, you get to, we, oh yeah. So you third prize. You get Nintendo Power jerseys of the fifty winners of the same shitty T-shirt of uh, Nestor on a fake Nintendo Power issue on the back of a T-shirt. Yeah. You Second can't prize. Wear that to school without being murdered. Wait, is it the back? Why the fuck is it on the back? Yeah, the front just has the Nintendo Power logo. Oh. So that they, so that they know why they're kicking your ass? <laughs> <laughs> so you can't see so it. So they have a target for the food fight at lunchtime? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Second, second prize, prize, Street Fighter 2 for the Super NES. Caps nice. on Arcade Smash for your Super NES. It's 10 winners. That's some good artwork right there. And then mm-hmm. Grand yeah, Prize really cool. is the actual arcade game. Um, the non-functioning cabinet. The cabinet <laughs> with yep. no screen on and no artwork on the sides. It looks like it was <laughs> rendered in a shitty 3D rendering machine. Um, it's special order for Street Fighter 2 because it's Blanca. Get it? No. Oh. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Speaking of drawing a blank, I got nothing. All right. Uh, on to Nestor's Adventures. Dulls them all, folks. <laughs> God, that was bad. Yeah. Uh, All right, so before we get into Nestor's adventures here, I have an anecdote. So I sent you guys a, po- uh, a couple of photos here. Mm-hmm. So when I opened my own old uh, copy here, I got a uh, pamphlet that fell out from my copy. And uh, this must have been, let's see, this was uh, um, 92 in July, right? Was that mm-hmm. June. June. So this must have been when I, my, me and my family moved to uh, England. So I have a pamphlet here about from the Consular Assistance Abroad. What a British consulate can do for you, what a British consulate cannot do for you. And um, <laughs> it looks like it has the same artist as our favorite uh, Dick Nose drawer, or, oh, yeah. or similar style at least. And um, so anyways, I thought it was amusing and I'd send it over there. They've got things like, no, there's no such thing as a consular magic wand, the guy wearing... Uh, uh, magic magician's outfit, and um, it's very British. This is very, it is very, very British. British. <laughs> yeah, and like I like this one about uh, hobbies like bird watching and train, plane, and ship spotting can be misunderstood, particularly near military installations. <laughs> near military installations. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It, Everything exploded at the same time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Train spotting is discouraged. Do not try to travel through toilets. Mm. <laughs> if in doubt, don't. Don't risk arrest as a spy. 
and, <laughs> do drugs. and then it's got this whole picture of if you are arrested and it's got this dude with like his arms uh, tied up to a stick and he's surrounded in like a box that has spikes on the top of it for some reason that's a video game trap right there yeah so interesting little uh, side note there for you a so, little, little, little bit of gift from past Ben to his future yes, self. Yes, indeed. Yeah. All right. There you go. And so on to Nestor's adventures. The guy's, the guy's in the hospital and he's got a doctor standing there with a flow chart and a, hack, and a hacksaw. <laughs> I didn't know that. hacksaw. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, when the doctor shows up with a piece of hardware, yeah. that's when you realize you're kind of screwed. Mm. Oh, and it says... And when you are there, avoid unlit streets at night. It is normally safer not to resist violent theft. <laughs> what? So what? We can't go, what, so we shouldn't go Liam Neeson on their asses? Yeah, what? Does that sound so... Am I dumb? Was that backwards? <laughs> yeah, you should be beating the shit out of the locals if you're a stranger walking down the street at night. <laughs> you, you can I always... establish dominance. <laughs> I always presume that when I was in a foreign town, I should just go out and cause as much shit as possible because I'm a foreign dignity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got diplomatic immunity is made to be abused. A diplomatic immunity, yeah, absolutely. Why do you think my license plate says funny words that you can't read? <laughs> okay, so, yeah, then we got to see Nestor's Adventures with Robo Nestor. Uh, this time, instead of being the one vandalizing signs... He's grabbing a guy who's vandalizing a sign saying RoboCop 3, and the guy's drawing a C beside it. A 3C? I don't I thought it was a zero. Get yeah, I thought it was a zero, but once you said C, I was thinking maybe he's going for a C3PO reference. Mm. Yeah, in which case the C's on the wrong side. You know, yeah. it would have been funny if he wrote down a C in front of the 3 and he was working on the P. Yeah. Well... Anyway, we get to see Robo Nestor patrols the streets where no ordinary police officer dares to go, apprehending criminals and bringing them to justice. And then we get to see him grabbing a dog from a fire hydrant, saying, defacing public property is a crime, scum dog. <laughs> you know, I love that movie, Scum Dog Millionaire. So, <laughs> I prefer Cum Dog Millionaire. <laughs> I laughed. Oh, you I mean this is I not Scum Dog Millionaire? <laughs> <laughs> Robo Nestor's hardened exoskeleton can withstand gunfire, crushing weights, and the stench of moral decay. Then it shows a guy pushing a weight that actually says 16 tons on it. So, you know, it's 16 tons. So him and his buddy had to split had to split it. And Eight tons of pushing. Yeah. And <laughs> and I don't know what they're going for because even if they did drop it, it would just fall down the stairs. <laughs> shooting a rocket launcher at Nestor. Just crippling the other guy. That's their plan. They're going to fuck this guy up in the middle of the mayhem so that they can get away with it. Yeah, they want to gain Nestor's trust by, you know, saving his life and then they can, you know, try to get away with shit later on. Well, I was and thinking this is like an organized group and they're just trying to, like, bump themselves up the rank by taking out, like, a, a higher up. You know, he's oh, trusted yeah, with a like, rocket launcher, but they're just a couple lackeys with the heavy weights, right? So if they knock this guy off, maybe one of them will get the rocket launcher. Oh, yeah, and there's a bit, yeah, like a free-for-all, like that uh, Smoking oh, yeah. Aces movie. So, yes, good to, movie. Yeah, and then we get to see <laughs> this guy uh, threatening to turn the fire hydrant on Robo Nestor. Oh, and gosh, says, no. But he has some problems with rust. Conserve natural resources. Protect the innocent. You have the right to an attorney and a towel by jury. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a cute little, cute little uh, turn of phrase. And then we get to see a nice computer readout saying ROM BIOS version 3.0 efficiency. Legs 13%, rust damage to servo joints. Body 50% rust damage to belly button. Arms 25% rust damage to elbow linkage. Nestertronic brain 2% rust damage to all circuits. Incoming message proceed to power up capsule at next block. Robo Nestor knows whenever he passes a power up, he can't go back for it. <laughs> Just like Zoolander, he can't turn left. He proceeds slowly, looking for a route up to the ledges. Haste makes waste. Recycle aluminum products. Don't leave home without Brillo pads. <laughs> and then we get to see him having his head opened up by the uh, scientist over at PCP or whatever that company is. No matter the cost, Robo Nestor will never give up the fight to protect decent Americans. Rusted brain again needs adjustment. You have the right to remain stupid. Anything you say can be used against you in a court of oil. <laughs> so, it's a, it's a pretty darn good comic, I'd have to say. Great puns, good artwork, nice homage. Probably the best thing to come out of RoboCop 3. <laughs> <laughs> okay, All right. so next it's up late. we got uh, the I power players. I think we need to skip George and Rob, unfortunately. It's just... I would agree. Uh, we get to... Uh, we get to we get to ask the same question. Why are they here? <laughs> yeah, like like many people ask about our podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, on to the top twenty. Uh, we have Super Mario Brothers three for well, the. There, there were some scanning issues because we were looking at the. Uh, I'm trying to look at the uh, just to see what the numbers are for the uh, latest releases, and it seems kind of fuzzy, like it's sort of out of sync for me. But we get to see. Uh, Defenders of Dynatron City, that game that looked so cool, and it couldn't break a three except for theme and fun. Oh, I thought we were talking about the top 20. I'm sorry. Okay, you're talking about the reviews. All right. Oh. Uh, No, we had the power player, the top, you now playing. Yeah, so did anybody see any games or uh, scores that they thought were neat? No. Let's go. (laughs) It's late. (laughs) All right. Stanley did. Yeah, Stanley, the search for Dr. Livingston. It got a three, averaging all around, which puts it in the same league as Power Punch, Round Ball. Of course it's round. What else? Who wants to play Square Ball? Good old Triangle Ball. <laughs> oh, that's a, well, that's a family classic. I mean, you don't want to discourage the, the dynasty of the Triangle Ball. Apparently Metroid, yep. Metroid 2 was this month, though. Like I thought we had prior coverage, but now it was released. Yeah, it must have been a preview. We had it on so, a cover. We had, it was a cover game before. Yeah. Huh. It's been out for six Lemmings, months, it said. Lemmings knocked it out of the park. Uh, uh, yep. Rounding about a four for all the themes. And then going on to the Game Boy, we got Star Wars. Uh, apparently, Ben disagrees with the rankings here because they're all a little over three. It's because Lucas gave some of that sweet, sweet Lucas Arts money. Uh, Howard was still uh, pressing some of that. No, we did Howard. Howard was working for GVC at that point. Uh, yeah, he got booted from Lucas <clears throat> pretty quickly. He He's just like, so long, fellows. I'm moving on for greener pastures and a secure future. Yeah, sure. I'm sure that's how that went down. All right. So, t- <laughs> and then Krusty Super Funhouse uh, rounded mid-, mid threes, and Spanky's Quest, which really should be a porno, and. <laughs> Then Top Gear, which uh, racing game in top threes. 
Mm-hmm. Yay. All right. So and Arcana. Arcana also top you. threes. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> I've just been letting I've just been letting Mike roll because I love it. Let's move Nobody on cares, to the Mike. top twenty. <laughs> so we have a love, wonderful illustration from our dick nose drawer of a of a baseball player catching a ball in his mouth for some reason. Mm-hmm. For the NES, well, yeah, he, has perfect, my he, has teeth per- he has a perfectly good good glove, but yeah, I'm gonna use my teeth to catch mm. this thing. Well, I guess it's just a, he's he's got plenty of practice over the weekend. So for the NES, uh, number one, we have Super Mario Brothers three. Number two, Tecmo Super Bowl. Number three, Battletoads. So Tecmo Super Bowl is coming in hot at number two. <laughs> like, like me, like me on to the to the bathroom on Taco Tuesday. Mm. Yeah. And they no. mention Legend of Zelda, no longer available in stores. Link's first adventure still strongly appeals to the players and bros. So, no, now they've actually mentioned that like. Yeah, well, now we're good. now we're enjoying this game, and if you don't have it yet, tough titty. No longer available in yep. stores. The hell's wrong with them? Oh. Uh, all right, so Super NES, Super Mario World is number one, F Zero is number two, and The Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past is <laughs> number three. And they're all six months apparently, which yeah, isn't possible. Still <laughs> incorrect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like it's definitely been more than six months since Super Mario World and F Zero have been out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also, Lemmings six, didn't completely yeah. fail off the board. And less than six months for Legend of Zelda. That's right. the Super Nintendo yeah. Lemmings. That's not the one we just had. But yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they haven't even covered that one, and it's already made the top 20. <laughs> and then you think they would have covered the Super NES one, but I digress. For Game Boy. I believe it's ahead of Joe and Mac. Number one for That's the second game. month ever, we have Metroid 2 Return of Samus toppling the mighty Super Mario Land number two. <laughs> And number three is Battle Tears, Bell Toads. Yeah, but wait, it says this episode, this, it says right now that, like, before, they were giving a rating to Metroid 2, and mm-hmm. it's, it's somehow saying that it's been out for six months, and they're giving... It's been out it, for six months. I don't know why they're so, putting a rating in there, but... I don't know, I... Uh, whatever, all right. All right, let's move on so to players' Mario picks. It's been out for 21 months. Wow. So, Time flies. there's only two people in here who really need commentary. We've got. Uh, <laughs> let's let's just talk about the elephant in the room, Marsha Byers. <laughs> oh my God, that's a girl. <laughs> yes. Not to be confused with Bryce Nielsen, who has a very interesting pink motif going on, but is yeah. probably most likely a male. <laughs> he does look like pink. Yeah, yeah, that's an unfortunate photo. He's got Star Wars in his pick, so he's an idiot too. That sucks. <laughs> 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 That's an unfortunate wow. hand to draw. And AJ, sadly, AJ he, Kyle sadly he is a way too looks. smug to be having his photo taken. The kid looks like yeah. he's three and a half. <laughs> that kid is a future serial killer. Like that's a mugshot waiting to happen. Whereas the way Jen, he like looks at you through his forehead, Jesse like, Jesse Tuoy is a future frat boy. There's no way around it. Like he, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. No, yeah, he's a bro. Jesse Toy, Jesse Toy is I love Toitles. He is <laughs> a, a few years away from Frosted Tips. <laughs> yeah, he's got the Guy Fieri before. And mm-hmm. Jeff Jansen Guy has Fieri. to be some yeah. sort of programmer at this point in time. There's no way. <laughs> yes, I'm sure he's. Who's the guy who making played, more uh, than any of us combined at this point? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who's the guy who played um? The dad from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. 
that's that's young Rick Moranis right there. <laughs> Except Rick Moranis is already thirty-five years old at that point in time, or whatever. So that's why you said a young Rick Moranis. Well, nah, I give up. Next up yeah. on the celebrity yeah. player profile <laughs> is the rising star of David Faustino, who yeah. you might remember as Bud Bundy <laughs> from Married with Children. Isn't this guy like uh, five he had feet to tall? Got arrested. He had to get arrested for meth or something. You think so? Yeah, he definitely had like a down spiral. Like I just remember when like they had uh, I can't remember her name now. Uh, Peggy, what's her real name? Christina Applegate. Peggy. No, Peggy. Uh, oh, oh, freak. She's Tarangalila. <laughs> Tarangalila. That yeah, one well, too. Seagal. Thank you, Katie Seagal. When she got her Hollywood uh, uh, star, like on the Walk of Fame, everyone from Mary with Children was there. Except for David Faustino. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, everyone else is going to have playing, great careers except for you. What happened? He was too busy playing Contra 3. Apparently. Oh, it says here that uh, he appeared with the uh, seventh annual with the cast at the 7th Annual Land TV, TV Land Awards in 2009, presented for some reason by Dr. Phil. And he had a cameo <laughs> appearance on, on HBO's Entourage and co-starred in the feature Not Another B-Movie, which was distributed by Troma Entertainment. Mm. So, you know, he got to rise all the way up to be in Troma yep. films. Oh. He, 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 like he co-founded and co-hosted a nightclub in Los Angeles called Ballistics, <laughs> B-A-L-I-S-T-Y-X, which is the same name as his rap album. <laughs> 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 no, 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 so he's no. living the Roxbury dream. I have a rap need... group called Little D. <laughs> yep. Little D. Little D standing five foot um, three. Yeah, has, but has anyone told him what Little D means? Be. <laughs> he's got a little God. D. Yeah. Oh and apparently he was in There's the legend a... of Korra as the voice of Firebender Mako. And uh, he apparently has a. Bl- he's what? very into martial arts. And has a blue belt yeah. in Taekwondo. And he's also in DreamWorks Dragons, so he's doing voiceover work now. Well, Nobody wants to see his dumb, ugly face anymore. He's like five feet tall. Still. <laughs> so he has to like stand on a phone book to reach the mic? Yeah, I was going to say, is that him in the oh, background of the picture? They say it right here in the article, five foot three. <clears throat> yeah, he's so, standing on something. Um, But... He does mention something in this interview that comes up over and over again. They, the people on set love the Tetris to pass time. So I guess mm-hmm. people making TV to, TV shows have downtime, and Game Boy helps them get through it. <laughs> yep. So, all right, Packwatch. Pack one of watch. one of his songs is called "I Told Ya." That's good to know. Told him about his Oh my gosh, we gotta find this album. If any of our <laughs> listeners yeah. gave mm. Faustino's album Ballistics, feel free to pipe please, that in, Mike. Please <laughs> give this to us. That so has to be on YouTube. That has to be. I'll find yeah, it. Yeah, just find it on YouTube and you pipe it in. All right, Pack Watch. So we've got. If we find it, you're gonna be hearing it right now. We've <laughs> got Super Faceball for the Super Nintendo, which I thought we looked at this before. It's the same uh, mm-hmm. as it the is. Game Boy version as they used to have. "Quote unquote better graphics and split screen mode." Then you've got uh, NCAA basketball. I wonder, if, like, baseball. If you could like see outside the first person camera, if you're really just like a ghost, 
and you're facing, and this is like your revenge against Pac-Man. <laughs> that would have been a better premise, honestly. Uh, instead of just some random smiley faces shooting each other. And we've talked about NCAA basketball as well. They had the whole interview about the Mode 7 in there. And then here's a game that we haven't seen yet before, which is a classic called Out of This World. So this is a uh, port from a PC game of a uh, futuristic sci-fi sort of story and uh, fairly revolutionary in, uh, in gameplay style and approach. So. This looks a lot like um, a game that I played when I was a kid that I can't quite remember. I want to say like Flash Flashback. Point. Flashback. What's that? Flashback, yeah. Mm-hmm. I never understood what the fuck I was doing on that. Well, same people. We will get into Out of This World when it comes up in Nintendo Power. Uh, nice. Next up, we've got a preview for Mario Paint. I don't remember these things in Mario Paint. Um, let's see here. I just remember the music maker. This song is so bad. <laughs> Are you playing this, it? This song is you so bad. <laughs> Okay, well, our listeners are definitely going to hear Oh, my God. Our listeners are going to share your pain. <laughs> should we find... I mean, should we find it right right now? Talk about Mario Paint. I'll look it up. I linked it to you in Facebook. Oh, oh did you? Yeah, it's already linked to us. I got okay. a YouTube video. I'm not going to listen to it yet. Cause, yeah, um, I'm going to wait. Really? I'm I gonna, told you. I'm firing up right now. So We're gonna... We get to see Jeep Jamboree. Well, Mario Paint. It's a, it's a class. What are you doing? I'm playing the music. Deafening our listeners. I was going to lay it in. I'm laying it in right now. <laughs> laying it in. Oh, here we go. That's what I told your mother. Lil D. Here I come, here I come, here I come. Straight down the business, now you know I just begun. I come with peace, I come with knowledge, not the gun. And when it comes to trouble with my mind, I overcome. The chaos and confusion, cause you know I'm not the one. And when it comes to respect, yeah, give me some. So you wick whack, nick, knack, pick text, get back. I got the fucking style, and you know you can't get with that. I got more flavor than the bar candy kick cat. And when it comes to kitty cats, I gotta have a Jimmy Hat. You go on insane. Every second you're going to hat. And he takes a condom out of his shirt pocket and tosses it on the ground. Yeah. Nice. Oh my Why are you talking over this song? Anyway, okay, all right. <laughs> I heard it fading out. Right. Yeah, I faded out. I figured we, were, we had enough of that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, so bad. <laughs> all right, Mario Paints. So they've got uh, talk about stamp mode. And they talk about wave race in here. They've got a football game they're talking about. So they really haven't gotten into Mario Paint yet, and we'll get into that later. They have Jeep Jamboree for Game Boy, which is just like a racing game with Jeeps. You've got uh, Spot 2 for the Super NES, Prince of Persia for NES, uh, and then a bunch of other kind of crappy games for the NES coming out. What's what's this out-of-this-world game? I was listening to the rap song. Like, What is that? It's a PC port of a game it's sort of like an adventure game where it's all due to um, a lot of it's timing and sort of puzzle solving was it yeah did it ever come out it's like yeah I had it it actually yeah alright you can get it for uh, on remastered on Android or iOS actually 
Okay. The it's first screenshot tricky. shows a uh, a guy pulling a Harambe shooting this big gorilla guy in the back. It's super hard. <laughs> it's like you die over and over, but like it. Yeah. It doesn't make well, you start I, at the beginning. It makes you like it just takes you back to like the last section, basically. All right. Well, I am genuinely having like trauma flashbacks right now, just looking at the screenshots of this <laughs> and hearing the sound effects of that other game that the name eludes me. Flashback. Flashback. Why is that so hard to remember? Flashback. <laughs> yeah. I just think you'd remember flashback. I remember mm. like the only Speaking thing I truly remember about that for game for Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway. So they talk but, uh, about uh, next what's, Yeah. What's what's coming out for Japan? But mm -hmm. uh, they don't really get into. Too much? It seems to cover. St yeah, this is covering stuff we've already seen. Yeah, um, upcoming stuff. Well, it's... I think it's more just comparing the fact that uh, I'm assuming that readers in this time frame would be, you know, trying to look to Japan for like what's coming out. But, yeah, but this article these, is these games before, so it's weird. <laughs> like, it's just it's, yeah. This well, it's basically space. it's just filling up space, telling you that the. The gap in time between when games release in Japan and when games release in the United States is closing, basically, is what they're saying. They're like, look at all this shit released in Japan and brought to the United States, you know? Yeah, and it, and it seems like it's also pointing out the fact that recently in, in this time era that the U.S. has grown so much in popularity with the games that are happening that now it's more of a shared platform than it mm -hmm. was with Japan, you know, both feet firmly planted on the top. So, all right. And then we get to see some strange things in the gossip galore with like somebody walking up to a fire hydrant. I guess like they're going to be peeing on it or something. <laughs> what? And then we get to see this weird controller. Yes. With like a Super Nintendo or a Super Game Boy. It's a Capcom competition joystick, and it's for NES and Super NES, which sounds really no. dumb. Like, <laughs> there's no way that got made. I've never seen that. It looks super weird. I like it's how like it's like one of those ergonomic keyboards, basically. So yeah, it's ergonomically designed. And buttons on the right. It's ergonomically cracked in the middle, so it hurts your wrist less when you smash it. I see. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All, All right. right, and then so next issue we have what Street Fighter Two, Capcom's gold medal challenge because it is '92, so it's Summer Olympics. Mm -hmm. What was '92? Was that that Barcelona? Barcelona, yeah. So. Barcelona or Barcelona, if you're gonna say it the right way, right? And then Barcelona Wave Race, which I remember that being a 64 game. So there's Wave Race 64, but there was a Wave Race NES, mm -hmm. I guess, and now Wave Race uh, Super game Boy. Boy. I think it was just oh, Game Boy. Boy I thought. Yeah. And then they're doing some coverage from the NCAA basketball, which I'm sure you guys breezed over. But that looks I just good. Saw it. it is really, it is a fun game. Though I was reading through it, they don't have the Pac-10 or Big Ten, so you're missing mm. like two giant conferences. And as a Pac-10 Arizona fan, that kind of blows. <laughs> so it does blow. <clears throat> well, so still we're we checking out. see in the street. Yeah, we get to see in the Street Fighter shot that Chun Li is showing off her legs to Ryu, mm. and then in the last frame we get to see Dalsum going. You call those legs? These are legs. <laughs> <laughs> He's so fun to play with. He's so defensive. If you can play with him well, like. It, he's, a, he's an awesome character. So, all right. Um, On that note, um, that's the end of our issue. 
So if anyone would like to reach out to us in between um, publishings of our podcast episodes, please reach out to us on Facebook. Uh, just go to the Playing With Power Pod with Playing With Power podcast page and uh, look us up. Send yep. us a message or leave a comment. If you'd like to reach out to Mike, you can hit him up on Twitter at GetThePower88. If you'd like to send, a f- send us a few dollars to donate to, to keep the show running, uh, please go to Patreon.com slash PlayingWithPower. And uh, if you'd be so kind as to leave us a review on iTunes, we would appreciate that feedback as well. Even um, with, the negative ones, we still appreciate it. <laughs> with that, I am Ben. I'm Mike. And I'm John. And I'm Brandon. And now you're playing with power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. Just 
soldier. Because <laughs> if you want to jam, and welcome to the slam. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sell Mike out right here, but he knows the lyrics to that song. Hey, that was a great episode, wasn't it, Brandon? Oh, buddy, I cannot stop laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there was just so much going on, like with you somehow winging it, even though you didn't have the issue, you were able to just lie to the audience, just describing yep. them. Lie straight to those audiences. <laughs> audiences? <laughs> audiences? Are those audiences. Audience is already the plural. Audi-i? Audi-i. Lying straight to their face. Face-i. Fat-i. <laughs> Fasci, yes. Okay, so yeah, no, I did though. Uh, I, that was one of my favorite parts about that episode uh, until the part where I broke the fourth wall and had to ask you guys what page we were on when I finally caught up. <laughs> you shattered your lie. And then we had some, yeah. And then we had some Street Fighter Two content and some disappointing arcades, and then some gibberish about you and Krusty and having a. Funhouse in the middle of a, the woods with a cabin that I don't want to find out about. Came Krusty, wasn't Krusty's Funhouse. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, that would have been. You can justify it however you yeah. want. Just stop bringing our viewers into it, okay, Mike? But, uh, but we couldn't stop. <laughs> they don't need to be traumatized. What we too. couldn't stop bringing into it was David Faustino and his beautiful rap ballad. I told you. Hey, Mike. Before we go any further, I just want to say. I told you, and then I want to follow that by saying you totally missed a great opportunity that I set you up for by saying all the, the torment that we put our viewers through with the Krusty's Funhouse and how you shouldn't talk about that. And you could have said something like, and here it comes. You could have said something like, well, at least the, the viewers still had to put up with the torment of the career that was David Festino's. And then that would have been a perfect segue. Oh, and now I get to say, I, I told you so. Oh. Is it really a perfect segue when it sounds like that? That's like a verbal car wreck in slow motion right there. Well, that's because I'm all domed and it's like 1230 at night. And you, and you want real professional work. And I just, I can't do it. It's not in my blood, Mike. <laughs> and I came to the wrong, I came to the wrong place. <laughs> the viewers know what they want. They came here for a reason. They want to listen to you wrestle with me verbally and try to get me to do things like this is the this is the, for the listeners. This is the same reason why people go to Marine Land, okay? They go there not because they want to get <laughs> splashed with like month-old whale water. They go there cuz they want to laugh at the idea that somebody is so out of their mind to try to convince this giant beast to do anything. <laughs> and it's clearly so hardly interested in doing any of that that it's like why would you bother he's either gonna eat you or something tragic is gonna happen so they go there for that like weird morbid curiosity and i think that's why they come here they're like is mike out of his mind or is brandon gonna put him out of his mind 
what's going to happen first? Like, has Mike already snapped and this is some insane ambition that he doesn't understand? Or is Brandon going to snap Mike in this insane ambition where Brandon just drives him right out the tree? Does Mike, does Mike realize that trying to get a professional performance out of Brandon is about as fruitful as nailing Jello to a tree? Also, I wonder, you know how there's like, uh, there's accessories to crimes, and then there's like, uh, if you're if you're like neglectful, like if you know somebody's drowning and you don't do anything about it, there's like a failure to report a crime. The bad, the, the bad Samaritan law. Yeah, the bad Samaritan law. I wonder if the viewers, oh, like the listeners, listeners out there, listen up closely. I wonder if they can get uh, like any kind of fines or charges put against them by like say Mike's family after I do cause him to snap. <laughs> and they're like all of these like thousands of listeners from across the world listened to this Canadian kid who we had in our house who was a nice enough guy that he drove our son insane and he snapped one day and murdered all of his coworkers. <laughs> and you guys all just sat there and listened. I wonder if they'll get charges. The last words the cops heard as they were dragging him off was, I told you! I told you! I told you! <laughs> David Francesco. <laughs> we don't know what he's saying. That must be some must be some kind of soda pop that he's really interested in. I don't know what he's saying. Uh, that's, what the, oh, yeah. that's what the cops would be like. Well, anyway, listeners. Well, we hope... This, uh, we hope that this agonizing outro is, uh, <laughs> is, is enough for you. Oh, that's so good. And uh, we're done. We will be bringing you fresh new jokes, new vulgarity, and new Nintendo power coming next week. The wait is over. Your patience has been rewarded. Woo. So stay tuned for issue 56, oh, which boy. has on the cover... You're going to have to just wait and find out. Uh, Bye. Truth is, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs>